Hello, and welcome back to another edition of Chainsaws and Claws, a killer monster podcast. I'm Rob the Slasher Drunkie. I'm Patrick Fish. What the fuck did I do? I just love that it starts with, like, you do the countdown, and the first thing you hear, it's like a fucking Dennis Leary special. It's just you inhaling and exhaling on a cigarette. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah. That, uh, I'm I'm pretty sure people know by now that I that I smoke. Oh no, it's just like, like that was like that. I love that that was your like it's like countdown and then like instead of just lost and great, it was like, <sighs> and, like I was just like like we're on like a 1960s fucking like talk show. <laughs> no, uh, the, like I should have did like a uh, um, Shatner's uh, um, rendition of Rocket Man. <laughs> Hello. And welcome back. <laughs> um, but as as, the, as you know, this is our uh, our Halloween special, and we've got a really exciting double for you guys. Um, one that really just fucking came together like last week. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I had there there was a plan because I just pulled from uh, our list where we had. A uh, pair that featured a Halloween movie, so I was like, "Okay, so we'll do that one." And then, like, literally, like I think it was like last Saturday, uh, you were like, "How about this?" Why, why am I worried about spoilers? Uh, <laughs> the Halloween for trick or treat. I was like, "Yeah, I'm in." And then, like, or I, I said, "Like, yeah, that that works." And then, um, apparently, you didn't know when we were for the last episode because we basically spoiled it um, last week. <laughs> we were talking about it. So yes, no. This no. is our well. We only sp- we only spoiled half of it because we, oh, okay. we, we, I did uh, reveal that trick or treat was going to be part of it, but it, uh, we didn't reveal that the, the the first part was going to be Halloween four. Um, no, nah, because I didn't I didn't realize when you said, "Oh no, yeah, sure, I'm into that," and that you was just like, "Nope, throwing this one out. We're doing this now." <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So oh. We, the, the, that's the plan. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah, we're we're definitely doing that. And I'm like, okay, fine, sure. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Because I think that has become quite clear to to everyone who knows me. I love Halloween Four <laughs> to the extent that, like, when you, we did, uh, like the episodes, the beginning of the year, like the, the like the favorite favorites, um, like when you didn't pick Halloween four, I was genuinely surprised. Like that was like that was what I assumed you were going to choose. Yeah, like you know, say like when when I went with Nightmare on Elm Street instead, you was like, I, I really thought you were going to pick Halloween four. <laughs> like you also thought that that, that I was going to pick uh, the Burning, um, uh, which we already did. Yeah. Um, but uh, I was like, no, 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 no. You know, saying the I, I'll go with. Well, you Elm don't Street. talk about Nightmare on Elm Street that much, but like you like constantly bring up fucking Halloween Four, and fairly often bring up the Burning. Which you I mean, when when I do bring up Nightmare on Elm Street, it's also like when people are like, oh, look, what's your favorite horror movie? What do you think is the best horror movie? And my answer is always Nightmare on Elm Street. You know what I'm saying? Um, but like when it when it comes to like just just outright stating love for a movie, like I always like. Halloween four is always at the forefront because I love this movie so much. But yeah, I'm uh, let's just get right into it. Uh um Halloween four is uh just uh, before we get into it, I want to do this because to like to establish it for anyone who doesn't know. Granted, I don't know if anyone like listening to this does. Um, but like I was explaining to Danny the other day because I think it's fucking hilarious. We're basically like when John Carpenter did the original Halloween, 
it was intended to just be a one-off movie. It was just an exploitation right. film he was doing. And it made a kajillion dollars. It became the most successful independent film in history of that point. And was for like 20 years. And then, um, so they were like, we need a Halloween too. And so what he, what he did was, he was, because he's no fool, he's like, yeah, t- totally. So he took their money. And then like literally just sat down at a typewriter every night with a six, six, six pack of beer. And was just like, how the fuck do I make more of this? And then wrote Halloween too. Um, and then he was like, okay, cool. So I've killed off Michael Myers. Michael Myers is gone. We're done with Michael Myers. So then they did Halloween 3, uh, which was completely its own thing. Uh, super rad, I think. Um, and it made no fucking money. And everybody was screeching at them, where the fuck is Michael Myers? And John Carver's response to this was, fuck this, I'm out. <laughs> like, sold his controlling share. I think Deborah held it as well to uh, Mustafa Akkad and moved on with his life. Um, And Mustafa Akkad instantly was just like, and here's Michael Myers, guys. Here we are. Go ahead. (laughs) (laughs) No, yeah, yeah. Uh, It's funny, too, like, you know, say, go back to Halloween 2 and, like, Carpenter's uh, thing about that, because... so someone recently asked him about uh, how he felt about uh, what was his uh, his his uh, the, the David Gordon Green trilogy, and he stated that the Halloween Kills is 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 his favorite one because he said just... that in the panel I was at New York Comic Con, but he did it again on a cool bear this week. Yeah, yeah, you know what I'm saying. And it, it's funny too because uh, 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 our beloved Michael Kennedy um, was doing like a rundown. Like he said, you could describe every Halloween movie in in in, in three words or less. And uh, he he essentially called uh, Halloween Kills uh, fun Halloween four remake. <laughs> <laughs> but then he meant he said that's more that's more than three words. So he just put two meets four. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Um, but yeah, uh, I love Halloween four. I mean, it, it, it's weird too because I remember discussing this with uh, our, our friend Ken Sledge on uh, Sledgehammer Horrors, uh, my first horror movie, his show, and. Um, uh, we were discussing which Halloween. I did Nightmare on Elm Street. Speaking of Nightmare on Elm Street, but go ahead. <laughs> right, right. Uh, I discussed Halloween Five because uh, that was my first horror movie, and uh, I hate that movie. <laughs> uh, uh, and uh, he asked me, like, you know, what do I consider the best a Halloween movie? And I was like, honestly, like, you know, uh, I'm gonna say the first because you know it, it, there is no series without that. There is no slasher genre without it. Um, but it, like. It, it, honestly, I, I always go to Halloween Four because I, I, I love everything Halloween Four does. Because it, Halloween Four does everything Halloween did, but does it in just an incredibly just like it's like Halloween on steroids. Uh, and it's it, it's weird too because like uh, as you know, it's directed by uh, Dwight H. Little, the the great Dwight H. Little, who went on to do uh uh. March for Death, but also the the incredibly great uh, Rapid Fire with Brandon Lee. I, I would have led with Rapid Fire, but okay, go ahead. <laughs> no, I mean because he he went no, no, that's not true. He didn't go straight into March for Death. He he did the the Phantom of the Opera with uh, Robert England. I actually have never seen that. I didn't actually know. I for, okay, I knew it existed, but I had forgotten it existed until like last year. Yeah, I remember seeing it like for the first time few years ago like maybe longer than that and i was like this is this is fine um 
but like they definitely play up like the evil, the like the Phantom and shit. You know what I'm saying? Obviously, when you have Robert England playing the Phantom of the Opera, and then from there he went into uh, Mark of Death, and uh, then gave us the, the 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 action masterpiece that is Rapid Fire, and then like you know, uh, gave us uh, Free Willy too after that. Oh jeez, I didn't know he directed that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he also directed Murder at 1600 with uh, okay. uh, Wesley Snipes. Um, but, um, like most recently, like as far as I, I mean, I know he still directs and shit. Uh, he just had a movie come out recently called Natty Knox. Uh, yeah. Which has, uh, Danielle Harris in it. You know what I'm saying? You know, obviously the shoot, uh, Danielle Harris who made her debut in this. Um, but, uh, Dwight Little will always be one of my favorite directors, not, not just for rapid fire, but for this. And like, it's 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 great too because like you can see how he become like an efficient action director from this. By the way, he shoots a uh, a lot of the kill sequences in here, like uh like his his editing and uh the the like particularly like I know we're getting way ahead of ourselves, but like the demise of Michael, um is, is very much in like an in an action movie like finale, where it's just like a crowd of people just unload on Michael. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like and he shoots with it in guns, the very action with guns. Yeah. <laughs> but it's like like scene, all right? Jesus. No, but it's weird too because like that's how Michael gets put away in uh the original. Like he gets shot he gets shot six times by, by Loomis. And this one is just like the, the ultimate version of that where you just have a crowd of people just unloading shotguns into Michael. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But he like he's got like he he goes like back and forth between like these like the, these efficient cuts and like slow motion. And there's just like so when, like when you see like uh, like something like uh, rapid fire, it's just like it makes sense that like you know he would you know just prove to be like a, a, a fantastic action movie director, but um, he does well you know uh, capturing the spookiness of uh, I, I think that's why I, I like it too because like I, I think out of all the Halloween movies like Dwight captures uh, uh, the Halloween season the best. Particularly in the uh, the opening credits, I know James. If James were here, he'd agree with me. I don't care. I'm not James. What the fuck do you want from me? Um, <laughs> I don't agree with that. Although I do think um, I completely get people's like thing where they say that. I think that they're incorrect because I think that Carpenter did it um, in the original, um, but like. It's 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 very it's very good. It's very it's, it's it looks beautiful and it like it definitely like has the like Halloween vibe, especially like it kind of I feel like okay, uh best way I can think of it to, like, to put it is like I feel like John Carpenter was just kind of like doing a Halloween vibe, and then um Dwight Little was doing what like became the iconic Halloween vibe. Like he wasn't like doing his own thing as much as he was doing like what people think of when they think of Halloween, which is why I think a lot of people connect with it on a very deep level. Yeah. Um, but I'm just not one of those people. I'm just like, I, I didn't, there's nothing against it. I just like, I just don't think it's more so than the original, but like, that's just me. <laughs> no, like, yeah, it's like, particularly like, you know, whenever it points to it, it's like the opening credits. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because it, it was, it was, um, it's funny considering that you know, as we mentioned, Halloween three has nothing to do with the the whole Michael Myers saga bullshit. Um, it does contain like a like a version of like 
did the opening Halloween credits, you know, considering the jack-o'-lantern. Um, it just has it done in like in a computer. And this was like the first one to not do that, mm. where it was just like, you know, um, capturing like, you know, the, the kind of like the, the spookiness of Halloween season, but also like the desolate nature of the town of Haddonfield, where everything just seems so solemn, you know what I'm saying? Um, and like, that, I, I find that really effective, you know what I'm saying? As opposed to just like, you know, doing the jack-o'-lantern once again. I mean, like the, the, the Jack Lennon opening is so fine. I like David Gordon Green did well with uh, history, um, finding different ways to like you know just to, to incorporate Jack Lanterns in there. Um, but I, I just love the opening credits of it. Like it, it sets the tone really like just from the onset, um, and then like to to go into like reestablishing uh, Michael as like returning and as the villain um, with a. With great uh, gore effects from uh, John Carl Beekler. I will uh, say though, like I was like just speaking of, I know like they were like hell bent on getting it back to being the iconic version of Michael Myers, minus the fact they the mask. Um, but um, like um, I actually think he looks better and scarier um, when you first are introduced to him again. When he just has like the um the bandages like the bloody bandages around his face and like in the like um with the hospital gown yeah I was like I mean you could have swapped out the hospital gown but like it was to me like I was like if they had done the whole movie with him looking like that I think that would have been cool because like it's, I think that's actually scarier um but I also completely understand they were like basically everything this movie was the edict of like we need to get back to the fucking first couple movies. So that people will forgive us and give us their money, um, which was <laughs> Mustafa Akkad's like edict for this fucking movie. Clearly, yeah. Um, and like as a result, that's like the one thing that I do think is kind of like the one thing that's weird. With this movie is like a lot of things that are interesting about it are the things where they actually tried to do new things. Yeah. Um, and like the problem is because it was like so hell bent on doing like the same thing um it just like that's the one thing where i'm just like if you had had not that mask because granted it is funny somebody brought it up recently and they were actually right i hate to give credit to rob zombie but um somebody had said i can't remember who it was now but that nobody gave a shit about the fucking mask until rob zombie came back and that was one of his things were his thing and then david gordon green off of that and i was like you know what? That is 100% accurate. Because even speaking for myself as a fan, like as a nerd, in uh, two, three, I'm sorry, sorry, two, four, five, six, uh, H2O, um, Resurrection, I didn't care. I was just like, I was just like, looks like Michael Myers. Like, white mask, coveralls, Michael Myers. Like, that's that was that was my only thought. It wasn't until, like, recent years where people always have like the fucking like rankings and the masks and shit. Um, and it's like, yes, the, the mask in this is not great. The mask in five is worse. Um, the mask in six is marginally better. Um, uh, but like, but nobody cared like until Rob Zombie came back and gave it kind of that look again, where he cared a lot about what it looked like. Mm. Nobody gave a fuck. So like to, for me to say this is actually, I feel like, I need to say that to be clear that like I didn't care at the time and I completely understand why they were hell bent on like getting him back to the way he was. But I do think 
when they introduce him and he just has like the bloody fucking like um there's basically the mask of bandages yeah um that to me is scarier than like what they actually do personally yeah i mean i i, I could see that but uh i i don't mind the mask like yeah it's it's not the, the greatest but like it 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 you know plays into like exactly you know what michael does it's like he, he's not l- looking around the fucking uh uh, the the fucking uh, the store and shit for the perfect mass and shit like oh this one works. I'll That's my on. actually my favorite thing about this movie though I will say is <laughs> is that apparently they just make Michael Myers masks and <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> grabs it off the fucking rack. I was like, that's f-. and also it's the only one. So it means it's a very popular seller. Um, <laughs> so it's like that is the weirdest thing that is never addressed in this movie is that they just make Michael Myers masks, apparently. And Michael Myers grabbed the last one. It's capitalism, Patrick. (laughs) (laughs) No, but, like, that makes sense, because then you remember the sequence uh, later where they're surrounded by uh, uh, kids in Michael Myers masks, and and, and Mikro almost shoots one, and it's like, hey, 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 it's a joke. It's a a prank, bro. It's a prank. But there's also, uh, actually, even going back further than this, uh, it's like there's that moment in uh, Halloween 2 yeah. with uh, Ben Tramer where he's dressed exactly like Michael Myers. So it's like clearly, like for whatever reason, in Haddonfield, they're just like there's a very popular just white face mask that like that all the kids have to have apparently. Yeah, they're like um, so it's somebody spray painted a Captain Kirk mask and yeah. like, hey, this is a good idea. Let's make more of these. <laughs> So yeah, uh, I mean that's one of the things I appreciate about it. Like you know, it just seems like some off the rack shit that he grabbed, which is exactly what he does. He just grabs some off the rack shit. It's like, like in five and shit, where it's clearly something that was made in the studio. You know what I'm saying? Uh, the thing I do think is funny is like if you think about that, it's fucking hilarious because he's clearly like horribly burned and scarred because like he got the worst of it. Like fucking uh, Loomis. He has, he has, like, a huge scar on his face from, like, the, the fire at the end of two. Um, but Michael had worse. And somehow, I guess because he's the boogeyman, um, he is able to go in the store with no one paying attention to him, steal this mask, and leave without anyone noticing this horribly scarred man in the store. <laughs> No, well, it makes sense because, like, you know, uh, he he has the band, and it's Halloween and shit, so they're probably like, oh, he's probably in mm-hmm. costume or whatever. And then he takes the mask, but then, like, he he he, uh, meet like I guess encounters Jamie, like where he scares her and she shatters the mirror. So everybody's like, oh my god, is this little girl okay? Which gives an excuse as to how he's able to back out of no, the store that makes without sense. being. And also, the fact that like Brady clearly trying to get his dick wet by any stretch of the imagination he possibly can. Like the, the 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 I'm glad you brought that up because uh who like who who did that recently? There was a Twitter prompt where it was just oh, like yeah, yeah. I posted who has the bitter mini redemption arc. Yeah. <laughs> like, who is trying to fuck another girl? <laughs> and I'm just like, that's very specific. <laughs> that, that was very specific, but that is like one of my, my favorite uh slasher movie tropes is like the 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 asshole boyfriend who uh tries to step out on the final girl. And like you know, saying like pays the price later, and like it, it, I, I'm pretty sure it comes from uh, my love of this movie and like Brady, um, who's who's such a weird character, uh, like 
in the sense, like, I mean, he's a typical teenage boy. You know what I'm saying? He's like you say, he's just trying to get his dick wet. But it, it, it's 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 weird because, like, when you think about like other boyfriends, like they 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 go to another girl because they're the the you know they're dating the final girl and the final girl is you know she she doesn't want to uh she's not ready you know what i'm saying she doesn't want you know she doesn't want to like you know give up her 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 virginity to to her boyfriend at this time you know what i'm saying she's not ready and he you know he's just an asshole and he just like goes off to the town slut that is not the case here because rachel is very willing to fuck brady all she asks is that he waits for one more day because she has to babysit Jamie tonight because the babysitter canceled and, you know, the parents are like, well, you got to do it. Um, so she's like, all right, fine. I mean, at first she's not like, all right, fine. She's like, no, you know what I'm saying? I mean, she's, you know, understandably upset because like I had plans and now at the last minute you're telling me I got to babysit uh, my, my foster sister. Um, and, you know, I was, you know, I was about to, you know, Go uh 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 do it with my boyfriend. Doesn't get it in. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And now I can't. And y- you fucked that all up, mom. You know what I'm saying? But whatever. You know, I- I'll I'll do it. Uh, but like you know, she 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 clearly wants to fuck Brady. She clearly does. Like she's clearly like when she meets him at the like the drugstore. Okay. The one thing I will say is I love Sasha Jensen. Don't get me wrong. He is the star of Days and Feuds, which is one of my top three movies of all time. He is the uh well. Star is unfair. Um, he's in uh, Grind, which my love for is known for and wide. Um, he's in Buffy, which we have talked about. Um, love Sasha Jensen. Don't be wrong. Weird looking dude is all I'm saying. Like for somebody who is like has these two hot chicks fighting over him. Weird looking dude is all I'm saying here. <laughs> he does have uh, um, unique features. You know what I'm saying? I, I don't know if, like, you know what I'm saying, like, some women might find that handsome, some women might find that otherwise, you know what I'm saying? Like, I would say he has a unique look to him. You know what I'm saying? I'm not going to outright call him, like, ugly or weird, you know what I'm saying? I'm not saying he's <laughs> ugly. I'm just saying, like, he's he just has a good... He has this, with this weird face where it's just, like, he's unique. not really handsome. Yeah, it's unique. I'm just saying. The... He's not, like, let's say, um, um, you know the character names in Seven. I just, I don't... In Friday 13th Part 7, um, what is the main guy's name? Nick. Dan. Okay, Nick. Um, that guy is traditionally handsome. Yes. Like Tom Matthews in Friday the 36th. Traditionally handsome. Uh, Sasha Jensen, not traditionally handsome. It's all I'm saying. But like he has like all these women that are like trying to fuck him. And I'm like, <laughs> good for you, dude. Like, I understand. <laughs> like, if I looked like you and I had these women throwing themselves at me, I don't know what I would do. So like, hey man, like I don't, I don't, I, I'm just saying, I don't judge his choices. That's all I'm saying here. <laughs> <laughs> nah, nah, I feel you, I feel you. But, um, uh, what's the, the, Rachel clearly wants to get it on with Brady. Like, there, there's not like a sense that, no, I'm not ready. She's like, oh yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm ready. I'm ready to fuck you. I just need you to wait one more day. You know, like we were supposed to do it tonight. Wait till tomorrow, November 1st. Apparently that is too much for him because he, like he says, fuck this. I'm going to have it's sex. It's very important to fuck on Halloween, Rob. It's very important to fuck in costume. Right, right, right. He clearly says, "Fuck this! I'm, I'm moving on to to Sheriff Mika's has daughter." Has no one learned anything from Day of the Demons? It's very important to fucking costume. That is correct. That is another one where it's just like you know, 
the 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 asshole boyfriend who moves on to the slutty girl when getting blown off by the final girl. You know, so I just I just saying like you know it, it's weird too because she 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 clearly does want to fuck and it's just like all right we'll, we'll wait one day but like no he cannot wait like like Patrick said he must fuck on Halloween it is very imperative and important that he gets his dick wet on Halloween. So he moves on to Sheriff Mika's daughter, and then he gets busted. And then he's like, wait, I can explain. <laughs> and it's like, explain what, Brady? You know what I'm saying? I asked you to wait one day, and you said, fuck it, and you moved on to Kelly with the big boobies. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but, like, I, like it's, it's funny, too, because, like, you have that love triangle thing going on. And, like, you know, in slasher movies, that was a common thing. You know what I'm saying? Like, you saw that all the time in slasher movies. Like, you know. Like you know, girls fighting over the boy, like you know, just teen drama. But like, what what I find fascinating about this movie is that this is the the only time you see that in this movie. Uh, because this movie plays more like an ensemble than like you know you, a traditional slasher. Because like you're introduced to 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 quite a few teens in this movie. Like we were reintroduced to Lindsay, uh, from the first one. Um, also when you see Brady talking to his. His two bros, Wade, and then there's another nameless dude. Apparently, that was supposed to be uh, uh, Tommy Doyle. Okay. Um, and then, like, of course, we introduced to Kelly Meeker, Sheriff Meeker's daughter. And in any other uh, slasher movie, this would be our main cast of characters. Like, these kids. These would be our, our new victims that uh, uh, Michael is taking down and shit. But then, like, we never see them again, except for uh, Rachel, uh, Brady, and Kelly. Like... So it's, it's like it's weird that like you you introduce uh, Lindsay and Tommy, but like don't do anything with them, you know what I'm saying? But like I like I find that fascinating and shit that they just like no like you know because like we got our teens you know we got our 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 main trio of teens, but then like you know we got Loomis and then we're gonna have Sheriff Meeker in there and and like his deputy, you know that stuff, and then of course you know little Jamie, and then like I mean, this to is be a- fair though like that's the whole thing is that I think makes this interesting, is because like okay. I will say this, and I know your feelings, so it's fine. Um, where I have never been the hugest fan uh, of four. Um, I know I know is most people are, and that's fine. I'm not saying that I am correct and that you are not. That is not a thing that I am saying. I just personally, whatever. Um, but like the thing that I was kind of grasping when I was watching it this time was I do like it more than I remembered, and also. Um, I do think it's interesting that they didn't just do the same thing yeah. that, like, kind of every other slash movie was doing. Like, this movie is almost kind of gothic horror to some extent. Like, yeah. when, like, the second they get into the house, it becomes kind of gothic horror. And, like, Michael is, like, this kind of, like, half wraith and half just fucking, like, monster from hell um, that's, like, taking them all out by any means necessary. Um, which I do think sets it apart from the other like movies, not only in the franchise, but like at the time. No, nah, yeah. Um, it's, it's funny too because they clearly go for that in five. Yeah. Like, you know, w- with the with the fucking monstrosity they try to portray as the Myers house. It's like it's like it's like an actual gothic castle in, in five and shit. And it doesn't work uh, like uh, attempt. To be fair, there's good. a lot of there's a, there's a lot of things in five that don't work. Um, like and I and I, mean, I don't even have the same thing as you do. I'm much more objective than you are because your whole thing with five is the Rachel Carruthers thing. I don't have that. I just my whole thing with five is just all just the way that it's executed. 
pun not intended. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it just like I just think it's it's weird in its pacing, and like it's yeah no I don't I don't I don't love five, but like everything about it is just the worst in my opinion. That's you know? insane to me because like Resurrection is unwatchable. Five is at least watchable. No, well, at least with Resurrection, like you know, there, there there's an entertaining. Actually, no, that's that's unfair. Um, Rob Zombie's Halloween is unwatchable to me. Um, like Resurrection is more watchable than that. So technically, that is, I guess, the bar. <laughs> no, like uh, five is just like it has to like it, it, like it's weird too because like I, I see the I, I've stated before that you know my problems with like the original Friday Thirteenth is like it's obnoxious cast of characters, and I was like they're but. That being said, they're not as half as bad as the one the, the the kids in fucking Halloween Five, just the absolute fucking worst there is. And like, it's not even just that they kill off Rachel; it's, it's the fact that they switch her out with Tina. I actually like Tina, but that's me. Go fuck yourself. I'm just saying. Don't look at me like that. I'm just saying I like Tina. How? How the fuck do you like Tina? What the fuck is there about her to like? I find her likable. What do you want from me? She's obnoxious. I don't think that she is. I mean, Greg Nicotero liked her because apparently they were dating during the making of that movie. Um, so obviously, you know, she wasn't half bad in real life and shit, but she's the fucking worst in, in that movie. Um, that's why, like, when she, she actually bites it, I don't care about spoilers, uh, when she actually just, you know, bites the big one and shit. And Jamie's all like, Tina! And I'm like, no, fuck Tina. Good, good, good for her. Good for her. Good for her that she died horribly. I'm, I'm glad. I'm glad they all died horribly. Her, her stupid, her stupid, her stupid fucking boyfriend Michael and shit. Uh, uh, her stupid fucking friends Spitz and a uh, blonde girl. Um, uh, like the, those two fucking stupid uh, deputies and shit that got the the, the clown music. The wah, 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 yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like, I, I'm I'm Loomis is the fucking worst in that movie. Like, you know what I'm saying? I, I mean, I I get that the his his story arc is that Michael has slowly driven this you know man insane. But it's just like, dude, you're just fucking just an absolute asshole in this movie. There was like, there was like, only Jamie and the, the the stuttering boy are just like deserve any sympathy. Everybody else just fucking sucks. I mean, well, and Rachel, but she's not in it long enough to gain sympathy and shit because you killed her within 15 minutes of the movie starting. You fucks, you know. But like, like, see, like, yeah, you know, it says fuck it. I'll just go into it. Like, Rachel is just like one of those. Uh, she should have been one of those like final girls that like go down to the pantheon of like just all time great horror uh, final girls, in at least in my opinion. You know what I'm saying? Just because like she's not like you know that stereotypical one. You know what I'm saying? Like there, there's actually a, a bit of, of of depth to her. Like you know what I'm saying? Like she's not just like you know like oh like you know I'm I'm, I'm you know meekish little uh, uh uh final girl. You know what I'm saying? Like she, she clearly has an edge to her. Like you know, she, she, she wants to, she, she wants to fuck. You know what I'm saying? It's not that like she's not ready. She wants to. She just can't. Which I find great. Like you know, addition to like you know the age of like you know final girl who doesn't have sex, and then like you know she's really pissed. You know what I'm saying? Because uh, you know, she, she, she thought she had something with Brady, and then he, you know, he just, he just gave, he just gave his meat to the Kelly Meeker, and then they, they have that argument. Uh, well, it's not an argument. It's really just more of a heated uh discussion um i remember too i was tweeting about uh while watching halloween four and you know saying she was like 
well, like, you know, Brady's not obligated to you. I have to do what's best for me. And, and, and Rachel was like, don't you mean what you do best? I was like, yeah, she. it's because she's a whore. And you was like, hey, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Like, <laughs> like, you know, so like, I wouldn't go that far. I was like, I didn't say it. Fucking Rachel said it. You know what I'm saying? You know? And then, like, she takes the hot, like, the hot, here, have some coffee. And, like, throws it on her. <laughs> and I like that. Uh, this is this is right before. Uh, 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 I, I should note that uh, me, me and Patrick uh, uh, text regularly, like every day. And um, uh, I remember. Uh, I know you rewatched uh, four for the purpose of this discussion. I, I I did no such thing. I never have to watch Halloween four again because my thing with Trick or Treat is I didn't rewatch Trick or Treat because I'm just like I, I don't need to. I'm fine. <laughs> like I've seen yeah. Trick or Treat so many times. It's fine. Yeah, it's the same. It's the same. I'm thing gonna watch it on Halloween anyway, so it's like, what the fuck? <laughs> right. I, uh, I, I, it was, it was me with this. Like, I, I, I never have to watch Halloween four again. I've seen it so many times. It's like I could just remember it, you know, just you know, recall it just from memory. But I remember you watched it like maybe last year or two Probably. years ago, and um, the the the, the uh, you said the, the the funniest thing was uh, uh Kelly Meeker's death. Where it's, you know, say which is my my favorite kill of the entire series, um, which is uh, he 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 impales her with the shotgun, and you said how you found it funny that he he grabs like like a a, a gun but only uses it as another form of impalement, you know, say because he's like he doesn't understand how a gun works, only uh, to use it to stab someone with, <laughs> and that's why you appreciate Michael as like you know. What did you call him? Uh, uh, not instrument of death. Oh, mechanism of death. Yeah, mechanism of death. Yeah, where like where he uses actual actual mechanisms to stab people and impale them because that's his favorite form of murder. What's well, only ever like he doesn't use. I think it's like, he doesn't even use the most basic machines, like even a gun. Like where it's like it just, it's like he only uses things. Even if he's using those things, he only uses them to either bludgeon or stab. That is literally it. Like, he does not have, like, I don't know if it's just, like, it's weird. Because, actually, like, he does drive cars. Like, that's yeah. the whole thing. He, like, so it's, like, he does understand the concept of machines. But for whatever reason, he's, like, nah. <laughs> like, this is not a gun. This is a spear, motherfucker. Okay, I guess. Like, you do you. <laughs> like, whatever helps you. Nah, yeah, yeah, you know. Um, like, it's like not, not to, to get too far into it, but uh, I, I just wanted to bring it up to, to that point, like, because we we are going to talk about it, but like Halloween Kills, where um, in the scene where like he attacks the like the old married couple, like after he had, you know, he murdered all the fucking firefighters, and then you have that one scene where the the wife is watching Michael repeatedly stab the husband, but not just repeatedly stab him like dude with the same knife every time. He just grabs a knife and then stabs him and then grabs a knife and stabs him. And then what's funny about that, like on um, rewatches of that, I realize is that he's not stabbing him, like, you know, just to be a dick about it. He's testing which knife he wants to use. You know, it's like, how's that one? Okay, let me try this one. Ugh. Let me try this one. Uh, eh, I use this one. And then just walks off. You know what I'm saying? It's like, what, what's going to give me the maximum effect of, you know, of stabbings throughout this night? This one. All right. I'm out. You know what I'm saying? And it's like, I love that. Michael is just like, I want to officially stab as many people as I can 
to the best of my abilities, and I need the perfect blade weapon to do that. And sometimes I may not have that. Sometimes I may have a shotgun. Oh, well, close enough. He's yeah. a person who takes pride in his work. That's what he is. <laughs> right. I also like that. I mean, that, that's obviously uh, Kelly's death is obviously a callback to uh, when he kills Bob in the original, when he pales him to the wall and, and just stabs him. But it's like, it's like going to my saying that this is just like the first one on steroids. It's like, yeah, he, he impales Bob onto the wall with a knife. He impales Kelly onto the wall with a shotgun. <laughs> you know, a, du- a double barrel shotgun, you know what I'm saying, that you see it drive through the wall and she's just up there plastered and shit. And he's just like, cool. Like, like I like that they did, he, like, do I, uh, didn't do the whole, like, head turn thing. You know what I'm saying? Which uh, you have to have Michael do in every movie with just, the, like, the head tilt. No, Michael just stands back, admires his work for a little bit, and like, that's cool. And then just moves on. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, I love this guy. I love this guy and his, and his efficient way of killing people. I mean, my other thing was, like, with you calling it, like, the first one on steroids, it's like, I think this is, like, the thing I always thought was interesting about 4, um, like, going back forever. Like, even when I, like, wasn't the hugest fan of it, I think the thing that's interesting about it is that they basically... It's almost like um, kind of what they did with like John McClane um, with Live Free or Die Hard, where like um, it's like they had done this stuff and then it was like they like didn't do it for so long. Like when they brought him back, it was like you had to not only have him um, kind of upping the ante of the movies that he's already been in, but you had to like up the ante of everything that had come since. So it was like in terms of the slasher genre. So it's like, the thing I always thought was weird about four, and I, mean, I thought was cool about four, is that they were like, they were definitely trying to make something that was like in the vein of the previous movies, but also they were also trying to make a late 80s slasher movie yeah. with him and all that entails. So it's like, so they did. And that's, that's why I do think it's really interesting about it. I always have. Now, and it's weird too because we've talked about this before, like, you know, how like in this stage of the slasher genre, like it was kind of like mm-hmm. waning out especially in 88 um i mean like you did have i mean it was it was it was a really you know time where like you know it was still on up and up because you did have nightmare on elm street 4 yeah. come out come out that year well, I think this was kind of like the last gasp of like the original like run because yeah. like by 89 it was like they all started like not doing well because people had kind of had their fill of it and yeah. like I think eighty eight was like, the last moment where everybody was like still super into it. Like it's yeah. like that, which makes sense. I mean that's like ten years since Halloween, and it's been like something that they, they just like it's kind of like and I okay this might sound insulting, but I hope that anyone who knows me knows that it's not meant to be. Um, but it's kind of like the Marvel thing where it's like I I mean I love Marvel, I love comics, like whatever. But like um, it's like they just fucking just kept throwing shit at you for so long so fast and furious that like at a certain point you're like i kind of can't even process this shit anymore like you've just given me so much like i i'm long it's like if you're feeding me i am long since full yeah it's like leave me like i just need to like i need a break and like i think that was kind of the whole thing that happened um with kind of slashers was it was like over the course of like 10 years it was like people went from like having this ravenous appetite after seeing Halloween to by the time like 88 rolled around, it was just like, you're kind of, it was kind of like, it's like, it's like with, um, to the Marvel thing. It's like, that's like when they were making the last couple of Avengers movies, 
And it was like, so people were still into it, but it was kind of like, that was kind of like dessert. Like that was like, that yeah. was like, the, that was the end of the meal. I was, yeah. It was like, they, but they kept going and it was just like, okay, I'm done now though. Like, I was just like, you've given me so much. I just, I, I need, I need a minute. <laughs> I need a while. Nah, for, for, for real, for real. Like, uh, and I mean, I, I, what helps with this one is that it was the return. Like they literally put in the title, the return of Michael Myers. So everybody was like uh, probably more hype for this one than usual. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because it's like, oh, Michael Myers is back. Like, you know, because they're like, you know, uh, he was like the originator of, of the genre. Like he was like, I mean, like, as we stated before, they were movies before him, but like he was the first slasher movie icon. Um, And like to see him return to the big screen like that, it was just like everybody was like, yeah, yeah. And then, of course, you know, with Freddy, uh, you know, you had. Uh, Dream Master following uh, Dream Warriors, so like everybody was super into that. I think Jason was the one that was kind of on his way out because this was the same year as uh, Friday Seven, yeah. um, and like ever since, like, like I mean, even though cha- uh, Final Chapter was successful, it was slightly less successful than Three, and then Five was slightly less successful than Four. Like it was like the the grosses were slowly going but surely going down. By Seven, it was just like you know. All right, like you know, it's uh, we, we just, well, why it's funny that like when they did Jason Biggs Manhattan, they're like, we're gonna give you more money than ever before, <laughs> right? It's a terrible investment, right? Right, right, like because it, it was seemingly like you know, we can't keep, keep getting away with doing the same fucking movie over and over again, so we have to find some way to like differentiate it from like all the other ones. So it's like, well, in this one, we'll make Jason a zombie, uh, and this one, we'll have zombie Jason fighting a psychic girl. And this one was says zombie Jason to Manhattan. And it's like, yeah, this is now fucking working in whatever it is you're doing. <laughs> we want you to stop now. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And then, like, you know, what the next year is like everybody released the worst films in their franchise. Well, but I mean, also, it's like, I can really also get it because that was the whole thing with like Saul. Like, I remember people were, were asking me about like, because they knew I was a horror nerd. And people were like, why do they keep making Saw movies? I'm like, because they don't cost anything and they make a decent amount of money. So it's like, if you make a movie, and it only costs you like $5 million to make. And it makes even as little as like $25, $30 million. You still made a huge return on your investment. So it's yeah. like, of course, they're going to keep doing them until they stop making money. And that was the whole thing that happened with like these, where it was just like, they just kept like feeding until it was just like, okay, then nope, that's that's enough. <laughs> like, no, yeah, totally, totally. Um, I mean, like that that's a conversation you and me always have. It's just like, you know... Uh, where like the audiences, uh, uh, you know, just being weirded out, like when when you know when a, a, a sequel in their favorite slasher franchise does something different, you know, what I'm saying because it's step, it's forcing them to step out of the comfort of familiarity that they have, being that you know the studios rely on repetition for for, for commerce, you know, what I'm saying, is just like oh this one made money, well let's just do this the same thing over and over again, and until it stops making money, you know, what I'm saying. Like until they well, it, what really happens is until they realize it's not making the money that they used to, so they try to do something different, which makes it go down even less. What makes them make even less money? Say, okay, we'll stop for a few years, and then we'll bring it back again, like they did with Saw. Like yeah, they, that's what I said. Like, the thing we, we I met, I brought, my wrap of the episode we did last with like Hellfest, where like the whole thing was that was supposed to be like the start of like their new like Lionsgate's like replacement franchise for Saw. And then it didn't, it made a decent amount of money, but it didn't make the money that they wanted it to. So they were like, 
we just do more Saw movies. <laughs> and it was just like, so that they did Jigsaw. And that didn't really work. So like, they left it alone for a minute. And it was like, Spiral. And it was just like, didn't really, it did fine, but like, it didn't do great. And they're like, Saw X. And then it's like, that, that seems to be like, what's kind of hit. And then it's probably going to bring it back all the way. And that's fine. Because like, clearly now that the appetite is back. Now, what, what I love about the Saw franchise again, compared to the Halloween franchise is that like how it has flipped. Where um when when they were doing the uh the 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 the, the Rob Zombie remakes and they released both of them in August, uh because they wanted to avoid competing with the Saw franchise because Saw franchise had completely taken over Halloween. Like you even had, I think, if it's I forgot, Halloween, it must, it must be, Saw. be Saw. Yeah, like you know, where it's just like, yeah, we're 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 the Halloween franchise now, and then uh, you know. Like it, it came back to where like David Gordon Green was doing his Halloween trilogy, and like the Saw franchise was like not trying to go head to head with him because like the, the the big boy in the block has clearly returned to take his spot back. You know what I'm saying? And it's like, yeah, yeah, we're just we're just leaving this fuck alone. You know what I'm saying? To the point where like Saw X released at the end of September instead of releasing in October and shit because they're avoiding, even though like it doesn't really have any competition. Five but, nights. Oh yeah. And five five nights is about to be a fucking monster. Um which anyone who has access and like has children in their lives, no one is surprised by that. Only old people that have no access to children are surprised by the grosses of this movie. Yeah, like I I, I I've seen that quite a bit because like I've never played the Five Nights at Freddy's. Um uh you know what I'm saying? Like I only discovered it because uh when I watched uh, the Banana Splits movie. And everybody was saying this is a ripoff of Five Nights at Freddy's. And then uh, this, I heard the same thing when Willy's Wonderland came out. And everybody's saying this is just a riff on Five Nights at Freddy's. What the fuck is that? What is Five Nights at Freddy's? And, oh, like it's this. And then like, you know, the 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 actual movie's coming out. And all, all, all these, you know, all, all these people are like, oh, what's so special about that? And this is like, this is not made for us. You know, this is clearly a child thing. Like, I didn't know about that. And it's like, oh, that's cool. Like, you know, so like the movies came out. It's like, it's, it's you know, a tribute to what you said. You, you, you have no care for the opinion of anyone other than its attendant audience, which is basically Zoe. Yeah. Uh, uh, Danny's daughter. So it's just like anything other than that, I don't care. And it's like, I agree. Like, you know, if the kids enjoy it, great, because it was made for them. It wasn't made for us. You know what I'm saying? I'll watch it. I haven't watched it yet. I just rewatched it. I did watch it. I thought it was fine, but like, I'm not like, it's like, I, but I, I don't care about my own opinion where this is a movie. I'm like, it's not for me. Like, it's yeah. literally not. <laughs> like, it's like, it's for her. It's like for kids. That's why I thought it was like, I like, like, there was like, one of my friends, um, like, had like posted with no self awareness. Um, they were going to David Fincher's The Killer and, um, they were really annoyed by, in their words, these d- young dweeds who were like, who is this old guy? Like, well, they were going to like the uh, Five Nights at Freddy's thing. I'm like, you have to understand that like, you're not like who's being marketed to anymore. Like it's, yeah. it's and that's fine. Like, that's okay. Like that's, I, it's, like, that's not a big deal. Like, but you, you, if you take it personally, that's on you. Like, right. No, I think that that's just, uh, that's not even a horror thing. That's just, you know, a fandom thing was just yeah. like fans fans of a particular IP just can't fathom the thought that something is like their thing that they love is being made for another generation. Like, fuck them, make it for me. And it's like, but no, like, you know, 
we can't just make it for you and shit because you know the, the, we have to expand you know what i'm saying keep it going for the next generation and shit that's how we continue to make money do you not know how capitalism works sadly <laughs> i do <laughs> like, you know what i'm saying so it's like you know but uh uh I wanted to come back to this because uh, um, particularly like, you know, we're talking about children. There's one particular child that, I mean, she, she's no longer a child. She's, you know, very, yeah, like, I want to say she's like our age. Actually, I think she's older than us. No, she like, is. Yeah. Cause, cause she was like, I think uh, she was nine when she made this. Okay. Like she, or she was eight and she turned nine on set. And when she was doing five, she was, she was still nine and she turned 10 on set. Uh, and that of course is the, the great Daniel Harris. Um, I mentioned before, I, I think I mentioned before when we were doing, uh, we, we definitely talked about her, but I, I, I can't remember when. Maybe it was Probably all. Ha- I mean, Hatchet also we talked about. So. Yeah, but uh, yeah, I was thinking that, but I remember she's not in. She's Hatchet. not, but I feel like it came up. <laughs> yeah. Um, also, Urban Legend. Oh, wait, we haven't done that yet. Never mind. <laughs> yeah, we, we haven't done Urban Legend yet. Um, but like. I mean, I'm a, this tribute to like you know how great she is when we're talking about her. Don't we remember because we just clearly talk about her uh, enough that we can't remember when we were actually talking about her. But uh, like this was this was her debut, and like this is what made her a horror icon. Um, I know that there are people out there who like to uh, dispute that. Apparently, when it comes to uh, Mama Curtis and fuck those people. I um, mean, I okay. To be, to be fair, I don't. A lot of people do that really, really like personally. Like, with the whole, like, thing with, like, Jimmy the Curse apparently being, like, dismissive of Scout and Danielle. Yeah. And I was like, but to be fair, like, no, and I don't mean this as an insult, but, like, Jimmy the Curse is old, and she's old Hollywood. So, like, it's not, like, surprising to me that she didn't know who they were. Like, why are you upset? Like, what is, how does it affect your life? Like, it's, it's unfortunate for them. Like, I understand that they, they, they were probably bummed because like they were meeting like a hero of theirs. Yeah. But like, it's, 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 it's kind of like a fucking M. Bison situation. Like, it's like, yeah. it's like, so it's like, I don't, I, I don't, I don't know. I, I, I was never mad at Jamie. Cause I'm like, why would she care? <laughs> like, it's just like, why would she, she wouldn't have seen probably zombies Halloween. She probably wouldn't have seen, fucking four like it's like yeah. it's why she didn't come back <laughs> like she didn't care no nah, like i i totally agree with that and i i mean honestly i don't think that that was their issue that you know she didn't see the movie so she didn't know them but i think that the but more along that she was like dismissive of them like no i, 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 I know I, but I, I don't know who yeah. you are like you know that kind of attitude was just like who who are you you know what i'm saying it's just like oh wow oh, you know okay like that's a bummer you know what I'm saying? But, like, the way, like, or, like you know, certain fans took to, like, uh, j- like Jamie's side of thing, almost like she needs their fucking support. Like, she cares. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? She's an Oscar winner now. She doesn't give a fuck about you guys. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> She's like John Boyega with Star Wars and shit. I don't fuck with y'all anymore. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> it's like, you know, um, you know what I'm saying? Where they were just like, oh, like, you know, unknown actresses and shit. And it's like, how dare you say that about fucking Danielle? Because that woman has held up the horror flag for years. She loves doing it. You know what I'm saying? To the point where uh, she 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 auditioned for uh, Hatchet and Adam Green was like, no, I'm going to go with this one. And then, like, you know, when, when Tamara Feldman couldn't come back, you know, he went back to Danielle and said, like, admit you were wrong. You made the wrong choice. Admit it. You know what I'm saying? Like, you should have chose me. And it's not like, you know, like like a like a egotistical thing, but like almost like you know, I I I should have been here. You know what I'm saying? 
and like also like when uh it came to the point with with six where she actually wanted to do six regardless of how she felt about the script but uh it was just the like uh she like if, if i remember correct she even went as far as have herself uh legally emancipated from her parents yeah because you know what I'm saying? So she could do the role and they still offered her peanuts. You know what I'm saying? She she only wanted the 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 money enough to 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 get back the money she spent on doing that. Yeah. And they wouldn't even fucking do that. And she was like, All right, then fuck you. You know what I'm saying? And it was just like, Yeah, I'm I'm kinda happy they didn't because it would have been rough to see her go out like that. You know, the way they fucking the two times well the 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 time they they get rid of Jamie in six in the producers cut is a lot more is a lot more gracious than the way they get rid of her in the theatrical cut which is fucked up, um, but I fucking love Daniel Harris. Um, no, I love Daniel Harris too. The only thing I do think is weird. I've always thought was weird was like where they hold that whole thing of like um, which I know that they apparently were going to somehow try to keep when they did seven or when they were doing an issue originally. Was they were gonna like try to keep it all together? Yeah, yeah. Um, and they eventually abandoned that. But I was just like, I still think it's fucking weird that it's like, um, it's like, okay, so we can't use Laurie Strode anymore. We still have to use a character that has connection to Michael Myers. So they just make up a fucking daughter for her and kill her off screen. I'm like, you made this so complicated for no fucking reason. Like it's just like you literally. There was so many things you could have done here that you just were just like you made it so complex for no fucking reason. But like whatever. Yeah, like you know, and and uh, that's that's uh, I mean, Car- Carpenter realized he he made a huge mistake making them brother and sister, and he regrets doing that, which is why, it, like he he was you know happy that the they excluded that shit. You know, say as well as I was that they excluded that shit from uh. I like uh, the new trilogy. It's also, it's me. It's just like. It's like the Ultimate Universe, uh, speaking of Marvel, the Ultimate Universe and the regular universe in um, comics, where it's like, there was things I liked better about the Ultimate Universe, and there was things I liked better about the regular Marvel Universe, and it's just like, you just kind of pick and choose what you like, and it's like, that's kind of my thing, is like, I like them being brother and sister, I also like them not being brother and sister, like, it's just like, they're all, they, they all, there's pluses and minuses in every case, like, I don't, like, I'm not like, it is admittedly kind of contrived, but like whatever, I mean, it literally, literally was as Carpenter said. Or like he was sitting with a six pack, and that's when he finally figured out how to make it work. Right, because that was the era of uh, Empire Strikes Back and uh, Luke, I'm your father, which is not the line. I know the, the <laughs> don't don't shoot me, uh, Chris and uh, Andy. I know that's not the line. I know Vader does not say that. Andy would um, never. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's he's such a sweet, sweet man. Yes, um, I, I'm Chris, implying that Chris is a murderer. Yes, that's what I'm <laughs> <laughs> Chris would kill you without even a second thought. <laughs> he's a ginger. They're inherently terrible people. <laughs> that's right. The gingers don't have souls. <laughs> I love terrifying, you, Chris. They're terrifying beasts. <laughs> I, I love you, Chris. Please, please don't murder me. <laughs> <laughs> no, but um, the, 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 to me, this is when, uh, well, with the exception of uh, uh, H2O, because I think it works there for, like, thematic yeah. purposes. But um, this is, part four is to me where, like, the whole brother-sister angle between Michael and Laurie works. Because uh, it leads into um, one, of my, one, of my, one of the reasons, another reason why, like, because you mentioned that I hate it because of, you know, they kill off Rachel. And that's not the only reason I hate that movie. As you admitted, there are many, 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 many fucking problems with Halloween 5. That's just one of my, my major ones. Uh, but the, the, there's 
so many problems with it and the fact that it ignores the ending of this one um uh, ending i think is fucking perfect but like i could see why halloween fans would reject it because you know they they want their boy they want mike exactly exactly that's the the one thing i do that gets fucking hilarious for this movie is they were like we're going to listen to you we want your money um we're bringing back buckle myers and then it was like (laughs) they, they apparently were like for one movie and then we have a whole other thing planned and it's like of course people were gonna be pissed like why did it not occur to anybody involved that the people who were screeching since fucking three for the return of michael myers were not gonna be stoked with being like okay so michael myers is gone here's the new thing they literally hated that in three why would they like it this time what the fuck is wrong with you yeah, but it's like the, the way they retcon it is just in the dumbest way possible yeah. in five with the, oh no. Well, like, I mean, to be fair, they kept retconning stupid shit. Like, that's a, they, they retconned the end of fucking H2O in eight. Like, Mustafa Khan was a huge fan of the retcon. <laughs> oh, yeah, that, 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 was, that, was, that was his thing. But um, yeah, it's like, it goes back to what we were saying about, like, you know, uh, um, horror fans, you know, having a problem stepping out of their, you know, comfort of familiarity, which is like they're so used to seeing this particular person, you know, stab people to death. You know, they can't take watching somebody else stab people to death, you know what I'm saying? It's like what happened with, like, when we talk about um, the, the Friday franchise, we haven't gotten to five yet, but, like, the whole thing about that, it's not Jason. I mean, he's Jason in everything but name. He literally does the same shit Jason does. It's like, like, um, I, I remember uh, a skit where somebody was like, they, uh, they was like, got person selling phones, and the person came out. I want an iPhone. It's oh, well, we have this this Android. You know what I'm saying? It's like, no, I want an iPhone. But this is better than an Android. It does this, this. I mean, it's better than an iPhone. It does this, this, this. I want an iPhone. And like, it has a button, but you can literally press it, and it transforms into a fucking iPhone for you. And it's cheaper. I want an iPhone. You know what I'm saying? It's like they literally give you every, you know, every like like reason why this is acceptable, but you reject it because it's not the thing you want or like. You know what I'm saying? And, like, that's this just greatly apparent in, like, slashing movie franchises where it's like, no, we will not accept this because we just want our favorite killer stabbing someone for 90 minutes for the 17th time, you know? And it's that's fine with me, you know what I'm saying? Obviously, I have no problem with it. I love all of the Friday the 13th. Well, not all of them. Um, <laughs> I, I love most of the halloweens you know what i'm saying and most of them is just michael myers stabbing people for 90 minutes you know what i'm saying but i just like you know i like you know when when they step outside the box and shit and do something different too this is why i love halloween 3 this is why i love halloween ends you know what i'm saying and i would have loved if they followed suit with halloween 5 like i still think like you know like the whole thing with you know uh, where the franchise is and Miramax got, which is weird too, because it, they were, they were still part of the franchise when, uh, it was at universal with, uh, when, uh, Blumhouse and David Gordon Green was doing their trilogy. Miramax was still one of the, so it's weird that like, Oh, did, uh, they, they won the, uh, the bidding war for the rights of the franchise. And it's like, weren't they always a fucking part of it? Like, I don't understand how that works. Uh, um, yeah, I'm not entirely sure. I just know that like, it, it probably has something to do with the fact that like, um, H2O, uh, and um, the zombie ones and resurrection were all dimension. So like, and that's cursed to Miramax. Yeah, yeah, sorry, yeah, six two. Um, that so it was like I think this probably was something to do with it, the rights. But also I know that like ever since like basically 
uh, the Weinstein company got fucking like torpedoed. Um, a lot of things have ended up in like that's like that's why Scream is at Paramount. Like it's just like a lot of things have ended up in like different places because there's, there's like fire sales on rights. <laughs> right, like yeah, because uh, Paramount owns Miramax now, which is why like all all the Scream movies are being released through Paramount. Um, which just gave me the sense like a, a real thorough chill down my spine when they said that Miramax now has the rights to, and they want to make a a, a a sheer like a, a cinematic universe of Halloween, and I'm like. Oh God, I, I don't want to see Michael versus Ghostface. Please don't. I don't think they will, honestly. Like, I mean, like, um, I we'll see what happens. Like, I honestly don't think it'll be what people think it is. Like, I mean, because it's a thing I was even saying uh, at dinner there night with uh with like, and I've talked about it before, where it's like, um, I mean, I've talked about it here, where it's just like people want. They say they want like an anthology kind of thing with Halloween, like Back to Three, but like that's not what. The fucking studio is paying for. There's not a bidding war for the name Halloween. The bidding war is for fucking Michael Myers. Yeah, yeah. So it's like that thing is like. So I think it's going to be basically focused on Michael Myers. I don't honestly think there's going to be anything that's like super outside of the normal comfort zone because again, it's just like it's people. At this point, studios are so fucking scared of pissing people off. That's actually why I wanted to go to A24 because I thought A24 were the only ones that might have actually taken a chance with it. Yeah. Um. But studios are so scared of pissing anybody off and, like, therefore, like, losing money that they're going to try to keep things as comfortable and familiar as they possibly fucking can. So oh, yeah. it's like, I don't think it'll be... I think people are freaking out over nothing. Um, but no. Um, I My whole thing with, like, the whole thing of um, Jamie being the killer at the end of it is I think it is interesting, but I don't know where that goes. Like, because, like... In the next, because the whole thing about Michael Myers is, with the exception of when they cast an actual actor um, in the original and in um, James Hugh Courtney uh, and the, the David Gordon Green ones recently, um, and I guess you could technically say Tyler Mayne, but that's a stretch. Um, what they do is they just cast a fucking big, strong stuntman and put him in coveralls and a white mask and have him go to town. And my whole thing with if you had made Jamie, if you continued that story, I don't know how that looks. Like, I don't know how that mm. is frightening. I'm not saying it can't be. I'm just saying in my head, I don't see it. No. But I don't necessarily think that it was not worth a shot. Like, I think they, they wouldn't have hurt them to have tried once. And then if it didn't work, then like, okay, no, Michael Myers, next one. Um, but like, or just reshoots. Um, but like, I do think it's a very strong ending, um, with the whole thing of like her basically being a mirror image of Michael at the end or the beginning of yeah. one where she's in the clown costume and it's covered in blood. Yeah. And it's like, she has it's come full circle. Yeah. Like, I, I think it's very interesting. I just don't know what, where you go from there. Um, that's convincing, but I would have liked to have seen them try. But I do think that that is cool. Also, I do like the idea of turning... Because basically, I know that everybody is like pointing to Rachel as the final girl, and she's not, really. Um, it's essentially Jamie. Like It's like Jamie is really the focal point. Um, and the idea of taking somebody, introducing them as the final girl being menaced by a slasher, and then... 90 minutes later 
having that completely flipped and have the final girl become a slasher is a really interesting idea. Um, I think all of that was definitely worth exploring, but also I completely understand why they didn't. Is basically all I like, can say about that. Yeah, but I love it too because it's like I said, it comes full, it comes full circle with like you know, in in comparison to the first one because uh that was the big shocker of uh the the original is that because we only see it from michael's point of view so it's like we're not necessarily uh certain like who like did michael's around here somewhere you know but they don't necessarily state that michael is a six-year-old boy until it's revealed to when his mask is taken off it's like oh shit it's a child you know what i'm saying this one is basically like, you know, just a thorough version of that. Like you said, where it's just like, you know, we have this child being menaced by a slasher and then she essentially becomes a slasher herself at the end. And it's just like, it's just an incredible image of her at the top of the stairs holding the bloody scissors. And actually, you know I, I, my favorite thing is also just like, Loomis's <laughs> first thought is, I must kill this child! And then, like, the sheriff being like, what the fuck are you doing? But then also seeing her and being like, I don't know what the fuck is happening! Like, all of that <laughs> shit I love so much. It is so good. Right. It's like, uh, like, Loomis becomes, like, fucking Luke in Last Jedi. Like, like the first thought of, like, you know what I'm saying? This little one being, like, evil. I must destroy them. You know what I'm saying? You know? Like, but, like, he gets it. It was just like, you know, because I, I think that's his major regret is that he didn't kill Michael when, you know, because he realized, you know, he said, uh, what was it? He spent eight years trying to reach him and then another seven. So then, like, when I realized there was no reaching him, I should have fucking murdered him, but I didn't. You know, say so yeah, I just decided, like, yeah, let's keep him locked up. And that was the wrong, you know, the wrong choice. I should have Which murdered is funny, him. Like, the, the thing that people mention on this movie that I think is funny, even though it is like people keep mentioning it, I'm like, but it's technically different timelines. So I, I don't. You, you, what you're saying is totally doesn't make sense. Um, but people are like, um, like the whole idea of like maybe move Michael Myers on a different day. And I was just like, um, and this is like one of the occasions where like they're moving him like right before Halloween. Um, obviously the original, they're moving him like right before Halloween, like whatever. Uh, but I was like, but technically every time they they, they don't do it, like I don't think twice in any particular timeline. It's just a matter of like. It's basically like every timeline apparently has to learn the lesson <laughs> that moving Michael Myers like the day before Halloween or Halloween itself not a great not a great idea. Just like it's like that's when he's at his most powerful. Perhaps you should just not do that. Perhaps you should just wait wait till November first and be done with it. It's it's, it's almost like they, they 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 you know they have to come up with a stupid reason for that to happen like because. You know, the first film wasn't meant to have a sequel. Yeah. So it's like, you know, they have to come up with a reason to explain how does he get out on Halloween night and murder everybody every time and shit. And they have to come up with a contrived excuse, you know, because it, it wasn't, this, this wasn't supposed to be a franchise, you know what I'm saying? Carpenter looked at it as a one and done and just was like, now like we have to come up with a, a reason every movie as to why Michael is around on Halloween night. As like, well, he I escapes mean, they, they, they again. They move on, which I think is actually... I it, it's always that thing I do think is kind of interesting is that they always find a different way because basically it's like um, at the end of this it's like you have him get blown like he gets shot like however the fuck many times and then like they just assume that he's dead and he's fucking like essentially buried 
um, whatever. And then from there, like, it's like, it's like, oh, no, he wasn't actually dead because you can't apparently kill him with bullets. And um, he's like a vampire. Um, but actually, that'd be an interesting movie. Um, but um, and then but that's like, the whole thing is like, and then like, um, you have the whole thing with uh, the David Gordon Green trilogy where it's like um, you move him on Halloween. Um, but like it all, the first two take place all in one night. And then the third one, he's basically like, he escaped to the end of ends or kills, but like he's basically just been kind of in hibernation ever since then. Um, so that also like makes sense to me. So it's like all of it, it's like where you go with it. And I think it's interesting. And also I, I get the idea like the idea of him breaking out on Halloween, but at the same time, they don't do that in H2O. Like in H2O, he just um, shows up. Yeah, he's just hunting, basically. Like he's trying to find her. He just happens to find her on Halloween. Yeah. Which, great, and, I'm not saying isn't contrived, but like I'm just saying, like it's not him escaping on Halloween. So, like when people are like, oh, maybe move him on a different day, I'm like, okay, but they're all different timelines. There's a lot of people making the same mistake over and over again. I mean, I guess typically screenwriters are, but like the actual like characters aren't. <laughs> Like I mean, it's 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 it must be stated though that like you know, we we all understand that every slasher franchise is contrived. Yeah. You know, even even our beloved Scream. You yeah. know what I'm saying? But decidedly less so than something like the Halloween franchise or Texas Chainsaw Massacre franchise. You know what I'm saying? Like they they it's 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 they they're trying their best to make it as logical, like you know what I'm saying, even you know, less contrived, but it still is. Because all slash like going past the first one, it's just it's just gonna be that. You know, there's no escaping it. So, you know, what can you do? Um but uh going back to uh, uh Daniel Harris a bit, um when you we say that uh, you know, continuing on the franchise with her, I, I do think it like it, it would work now instead of like you know because oh of course yeah yeah, yeah. Like, who, who, who the fuck doesn't make sense yeah like, I was like no I would buy that yeah like you know like essentially you're turning a Halloween franchise into evil little kid uh, franchise and like you know those like what what is it, the bad seed good son Mikey um, and those are fine and shit but like you know who who the fuck was paying money to see the good son too you know what I'm saying. Um, even the bad seed, like it, it didn't get a sequel until like what? What was it? Uh, Mommy, like years later. I was just saying, like um, they did, they did sequels to The Exorcist, but he's an adult in those, so like they yeah. didn't do more. Or not The Exorcist, sorry, The Omen. Yeah, yeah, like you know, like every every sequel, he got older and older and older. Yeah. Um, the uh, Damien Omen two and Omen three, the Final Conflict. Um, but uh, someone has stated that. Uh, because, like, I, I realize I'm not the only one who, who felt like that, who still feels like that, and saying that if they're going to do a new Halloween, do it as a direct sequel to 4 with uh, Jamie now taking over the reins. Um, but someone stated that, uh, like, they were hoping, uh, or not even hoping, I think it was more of a joke that they were making that if uh, A24 had gotten the, the rights to the Halloween franchise, that... Uh, uh, It'd be like a direct season of Halloween 4, but starring Mia Goth as Jamie, <laughs> directed by T. West. And I'm like, see, now you done said some shit that's like, now now I wish that would fucking, like, I love Daniel Harris, but like now um, I, I wish that would have fucking happened because I would have paid all the money to see that shit. You know what I'm saying? Mia Goth as an insane Jamie Lloyd fucking going around murdering people. Uh, that, 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 uh, I, I would pay fucking rent money for that. Um, because, uh, 
uh, we stand me a goth in this house. Oh, fuck yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know what I'm saying? So, and but, Ty West. I, I've always been a fan of Ty West, going back to fucking The Roost, which no one remembers or cares about but me. I, yeah, I haven't seen that. Like, I, I, my fandom goes, uh, goes all the way back to House of the Devil, um, which was the first movie of his I saw, and I was just like, yeah, I, I fucks with this guy. Um, everybody's like, oh, it's too slow, and it's like, shut up. <laughs> um, <laughs> but like, yeah. Um, also, like, uh, b- b- before we go, I did want to talk about uh, our, our 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 main star. I mean, obviously it's Donald Pleasance because he's built first and shit. But obviously it's it's, it's Michael Myers. He's in the yeah. title, Return of Michael Myers. And um, I I had uh, at the time of this recording a few days ago, I had rewatched uh, uh, Curse. Both versions, actually. Don't ask me why. Um, I just decided to. Like, I initially wanted to see Producers Cut again because it, it had been... I like uh, Producers Cut, personally. I do, too. Like, I, I was saying, like, this is borderline experimental, which, which I dig. Um, and uh, as batshit ludicrous as the, 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 the Cult of Thorn thing is, Paul Rudd damn near sells me on it. With, with his acting like I, I like i when paul rudd is explaining it like to, to kara like you know uh he's like oh like the the, the celtic the cultic runes of thorn and and like you know the the whole tribes and all that shit and it's like you know what paul rudd this this is bold batshit crazy but you saying it i buy it <laughs> like i buy this um uh but like also like another thing about the the curse of michael myers is that that was the first time someone played michael myers twice and that was uh by the just like uh, recently departed like I think he passed like what last year, mm-hmm. uh George P Wilbur, uh who was a stuntman like it's weird too because uh after I, like you know because I'm a fan of this movie and it's like who played Michael Myers and George P Wilbur and then I looked him up uh, how he looked and uh then I I started realizing that George P Wilbur is everywhere, like you know what I'm saying it's like he he's was well renowned stuntman like. I, I like we were talking about uh running man off mic and uh he's also in that getting shot by Arnold Schwarzenegger. Uh he's in Raw Deal getting shot by Arnold Schwarzenegger. Um he got killed by Arnold Schwarzenegger a fucking lot. Uh is what I'm saying. Um yeah, but he's like he's he's one of those stunt guys that you see in movies like Thomas Rosales. Um, you know what I'm saying? Where it's just like Hey, it's that guy, and, he's about, and you know when you see him, he's about to die or get blown up or some shit or run over. You know, saying because he's a great stunt guy, but like he was like essentially up until James Jude Courtney was like the Kane Hodder of the Halloween franchise. Because you know, obviously Kane Hodder is the only Jason actor to play more than once, and up until the 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 the, the, the Halloween trilogy by David Gordon Green, uh, he was the only actor to play Michael Myers uh, more than once. Um, but now James Hugh Courtney has him beat because he played him three times to uh, James P. George P. Wolvers two. Um, but I, I just wanted to, you know, get him in his flowers that he was a very effective Michael Myers. Um, I did realize something in like in you know going through the Halloween movies like every so often and shit that um, I realized that because people talk about Nick Castle a lot, you know, his portrayal of Michael Myers and uh, and like. What was funny about that is that, like, everybody say, oh, Nick Castle is the best. Or, like, they'll say now James Jude Courtney is the best. Um, but it's weird that all the other, uh, uh, seemingly all the other actors who play Michael Myers are doing Dick Warlock from part two. I actually almost brought that up. It was funny because um, when, <laughs> when I showed uh, Danny Halloween 3 for the first time the other day, 
um, he was like, there's a guy named Dick Warlock. And I was just like, yes, there is. And I was just like, he was Michael Myers in Halloween too. And uh, he was um, famously Kurt Russell's stuntman. And <laughs> I was just like, and he birthed Billy Warlock of society. I was just like, there's, I have so many Dick Warlock facts. <laughs> Billy Warlock is actually in Halloween too. Um, he, he has, he has like, he, he's one of the two boys that comes up to, to, to the deputy and Loomis, uh, uh, um, concerned about, uh, Ben Tramer. Oh, okay. Oh, like, yeah, Ben Tramer left the party and like, you know, he was drunk and he was wearing a stupid mask. You know what I'm saying? Like he, he was, uh, uh, he was one of those two boys. Okay. Uh, I think, I think the one on the left, if I remember correctly. Um, but like, yeah, B- Billy Warlock is, is, is in there, you know what I'm saying? And, uh. His dad is going around murdering everybody. You know what I'm saying? Like, like it's funny that like you, like the the name Dick Warlock because that is a fantastic name. But the, there's uh, an account on Twitter named War Dicklock. <laughs> <laughs> like, with his picture. You know what I'm saying? It's just like that's great. I love it. You know what I'm saying? But um, like, it, it's weird that like you know like like fans will say like Nick Castle is their favorite, but it seems like, you know, the, the actors who are playing Michael Myers, they prefer to do it the, uh, the Dick Warlock way because Nick Castle always to me played him like almost like, you know, just like, you know, almost like a regular movie, like a bit more stiff than the usual, the regular man moves. But like, he, he kind of had like those movies, like, like essentially when, when he first attacks Laurie in the original and he knocks her down the stairs, like the way he comes around the banister and walks down the stairs, like compare that to where like um where uh Michael is chasing Laurie toward the end of uh, Halloween two and he's walking down the stairs and he's like very zombie like, you know, like with his head straight, like like just incredibly stiff and narrow and shit. And it seems like every other Michael Myers actor does that. But surprisingly, I don't see I don't think George P. Wilbur does it like that. Like mm-hmm. like he's almost kind of like in between Nick Castle and Dick Warlock, where he has that like movement, but he still like has like a fluidity in his movements where it's just like it's a regular guy, but like he's not so zombie like. Like uh I noticed that particularly in um Curse, where he's chasing Kara and Danny across the street into Mrs. Blankenship's house, and like he's swinging he's swinging his uh his 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 arms. And like no other uh, like you know, from Dick Warlock on. Uh, no other Michael Myers. <laughs> like, we're sorry, but you have the most incredible name ever. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's a wonderful porn name is all. <laughs> exactly. You know what I'm saying? Like, I think, you know, like, I, I think that uh, Danny is not alone in that. Uh, in that, you know, what I'm saying because people see that name and shit, their reaction is, "There's a guy named Dick Warlock." I think I think there was a meme I saw years ago and shit where it was like, uh, "What do you want to be when you grow up?" I want to be a, and it's a dick. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like, um, I, I I just find I just find that weird that you know, like most of the actors who play Michael do it the his way, Dick Warlock's way, and uh, you know, then I was let's say like. James Jude Courtney like sort of does it like the way George P. Wilbur did it, where it's kind of between Nick Castle and Dick Warlock, where it's just like you know, it, it's stiff, but it's not completely zombie like. You know what I'm saying? And 
it makes sense that both of them are the 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 the, the, the only two actors to play the Michael Myers more than once. You know what I'm saying? And like their 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 action is like the, the, the same way. You know, but like yeah, I I, I just wanted to uh, pay George P. Wilbur his flowers. I mean, I'm pretty sure he's gotten them and shit, but like, well, more so because he he really was the, one of my favorite Michael Myers. Uh, and you know, it's a shame he's no longer with us because uh, he was really great. Like he really you know was effective in portraying fear, even if like his mask like kind of set him back. You know what I'm saying? Like there, there are times, like especially when it's in bright light, it looks goofy. Yes. Like it's best when it's like held in shadow. Like when he kills the uh, electrician guy, um, and like it, it's you know bright light shining in his face, and it's like yeah, this looks goofy as fuck. But like lo- the you know, you know, it, it, luckily uh, Dwight H. Little hides it a lot in like deep shadow and stuff, and like you know blues and like dark oranges and all that stuff and just like it looks effectively creepy there particularly when they're in uh sheriff meeker's house and he murders kelly and then he murders brady which is my second favorite kill in in the series uh and it's one of those ones it's one of those effective ones too when they don't show it uh he just grabs brady and lifts him off the floor and then squeezes until you hear the neck pop mm-hmm. and it's like hi brady bye brady <laughs> you know what I'm saying? you know uh why do why do uh I mean, it doesn't really matter, you know what I'm saying? Because if then we just need to kill at this moment. But I just like, you know, what is the well, I, I do um understand the logic. He's trying to buy them time so they can get away by sacrificing himself. But then it's like um the logic where it's like we need like him to to get run up on my Michael. So it's like, how do we do that? Because Michael walks slow as shit. So we just have him fumbling with the shotgun shells. Like he just, for some reason has forgotten to load a shotgun. He said like, you know how to use this? Yes, sir. Not now. Like, why the fuck? <laughs> He's like, shit. Oh, 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 oh. Like, oh, I can't get the shell in. Oh, God damn it. And it's like, that's not even like a Halloween four thing. It's just like a slasher movie thing where it's just like the hero just forgets how things work when he previously knew they worked for how they worked beforehand. Why the fuck? Like, and I mean, like, to be told, just because he said he knows how to use a gun doesn't mean that he knew how to use a gun. He could, I mean, it's very possible he was lying. I mean, he did, he did, he does fire at the door uh, to try to open it and to realize it's like a security door. So, like, it, it like, it's, I mean, which, which is a real smart thing because it looks like a wooden door and you realize it's metal on the inside. You know what I'm saying? Which, Obviously makes sense for Sheriff Meeker and shit, you know what I'm saying, you know, being the sheriff, you know what I'm saying, wanting to protect your household and stuff. But, like, he does blow the locks off of it, so, like, he absolutely knows how to use it, but he doesn't know how to load it? I mean, to be fair, I know how to point and shoot a gun. I don't necessarily know how to load a gun. But literally, all you have to do is just, like, you know, uh, unlock it and take the shells out. Be careful because they're hot because you just fired them. Um, And then just put new ones in and then lock it back up and then, you know, you're good to go, but uh, Brady doesn't know how to do that, so uh, he he gets he gets he gets murdered. Uh, he gets murdered because uh, he's a cheating bastard, and he gets murdered. <laughs> <laughs> like, which is the reason why it's just like you know, like that that's his comeuppance. You know, he he stepped out on Rachel, so like he he has to die. Um, but I, I just it's like I find that one of those like slash movie th- things and shit that I just find funny is just like. The, the the man who previously knew how to work a thing does not no longer knows how to work a thing and then dies as a result. <laughs> uh, you know, what can you do? Cheating bastard. 
And speaking of uh, movies that are completely um, like indicative of Halloween and the season is probably the movie that I would point to as being the most indicative of the Halloween season. Oh, yeah. Uh, in Mike Doherty's Trick or Treat, which it's funny because like um, I, okay, I saw it as soon as I possibly could. But the thing was, that was not easy. Because basically, um, I wanted to see it just based on the fact that, like, um, Michael Doherty, I had seen, I mean, he had written X-Men 2, well, co-written X-Men 2, which I, to this day, I love. Uh, Brian Singer is a piece of shit, but I love that film. Um, And I had seen uh, Michael Doherty on what I think is seminal to a lot of uh, millennial horror nerds, uh, the 100 Scariest Movie Moments on Bravo. Um, I had seen him talk about horror on there, and I was like, oh, this guy is really knowledgeable about horror. So, like, um, when I'd heard he had made a movie, I was really excited for Trick or Treat. Uh, the problem was, the studio was apparently not as excited. So, like, they basically just kind of, like, kept, like, acting like they were going to release it, and, like, not doing that, until, like, they finally, like, just kind of dumped it on DVD. Um, but because of that, um, I never saw a trailer. I had just seen the poster. Um, so I knew nothing about it going in except for it was funny because before I walked into it, I was expecting like a fun romp like Gremlins. And like the first thing that I saw, which in retrospect, I'm glad I saw, but also I kind of wish I didn't, was like that, you know, like um, when you're watching um, certain like discs and they have the like the... Um, like the whole rating thing pops up at the front of it. Uh, and it was, it was R rated. And I was like, what the fuck is this movie? And so like, I started watching it and like from the beginning, like from the very, very beginning, when they have, um, Tamo Pennekit from Battlestar Galactica, which I know you don't appreciate, which is deeply saddening. Um, they had Tamo Pennekit and they have, um, his wife, Les- Leslie Gibb. Yes. And I was going to say her name. And um, although I can't tell her different between her and I think it's Maggie Grace. I don't know. There's two actresses that look exactly the same. I can't remember what their names are. Um, but yes, uh, th- they have them. Who I, I enjoy both of them. And they have Sam. And I was just like, okay, so I, I think I know where this is going. And then it goes so much harder than I thought it was going to. Like so much. And I was just like, I was instantly all in. And then like from that point forward, that movie, like not for one second of its runtime, let me down. Um, to this day, it is in my top, not only top 20, it's like right outside the top 10 of my favorite horror movies of all time. And it is one of my favorite films in general of all time. Like, it is the perfect encapsulation of, like, everything that I ever loved about horror, about Halloween. Like, yes, Halloween is my favorite horror movie, but, like, the thing that Trick or Treat has, it just, it feels like fucking Halloween. Like, especially as a kid. Like, but like, it just, it feels like everything you'd ever want from Halloween and getting it reflected back. It's so, it's just so, it's so perfect. I I truly, truly, like, I just think it's like the best possible vision. It's like, it's almost like they gave you the perfect Halloween, like in real life almost. Like, it's like, it's like, so your actual Halloween was boring and lame. Here is real Halloween. And it's like, so that's why I watch it every year. Because no matter what happens on Halloween, I will have a vision of true Halloween. Because Michael Doherty showed it to me. No, absolutely. Um, I was like the, um, 
not the opposite, but um, I actually uh, was aware of like the the movie because I seen the trailer all the fucking time for years and years and years because Warner Brothers kept pushing back the release date of this. Um, I think it was shot in two thousand seven. I want to say that's right. Yeah. Yeah, and then like like I, I saw the trailer a hundred thousand times with the uh, when like I would go to the theater to see a movie and they have the trailer in front of. Uh, 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 of the movie I was seeing, or like they would have it like on on a DVD, like you know what I'm saying, like when you put the DVD in and they play trailers in front of it, and then it's just they kept pushing back the release date, and I'm like, when the fuck are we getting Trick or Treat? This looks awesome. I want to see this, and, and particularly because the, the 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 first trailer for Trick or Treat is one of my all time favorite trailers, um, because like it, it's it's really playful and, and menacing at the same time. Uh, well, it's a description of the movie itself. Yeah, yeah, um. Like, like it, it starts with like a, um, like a, like a Halloween educational, like almost black and white film, and then it goes into like showing like clips, from, but it also plays like um, a piece from a, a Charlie Klaus's score from Saw Three, and it's just like really just like when uh, Dylan Baker is giving his a uh, whole uh, speech about like you know the uh, Halloween to uh, uh, the the boy from uh, Bad Santa, um, and it's just like you know. You know, it's the ancient tradition and costumes and, you know, we're supposed to protect them. But nowadays, no one really cares. You know what I'm saying? It's just like, you know, and Dylan Baker is just like, you know, like he's fantastic in the movie because it's like you, you, you see him. And he's just he comes off as a lovable guy, but he's so fucking menacing in, in this yeah, movie. No, he's, like, he's like the most kind of like delightful predator where it's like it's like nobody really like. Even when he's even when he's caught red-handed, like literally, in the case of like when he like is covered in blood, um, people just were like, "Oh, it's a cool costume." Like nobody just even thinks of him being like a Michael Myers. <laughs> They're just like, "It's like this is like literally just the nice guy next door." Right. Yeah. That that that's actually the uh, uh, you just came up with a great title for a horror movie, "The Delightful Predator." <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like. My I've... sequel to Prey, <laughs> taking place in like 1800s London. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that works. <laughs> but um, I was just like, where the fuck is Trick or Treat? It was like I remember the same thing happened to me with the uh, Highwaymen. Like mm. uh, they kept showing the trailer for Highwaymen, and they kept pushing back, and then they just dumped it on, on DVD. Uh, that was you know fucking Time Warner because that was a New Line movie. This is Warner Brothers movie. They just seemed to just like lose faith in the movie and then just dump it. So eventually, like, they dumped this on DVD, like, what, 2009, 2010? I think it's 2009, yeah. Yeah. And and I immediately got the DVD, which I still have. Um, and I was, and I, I watched it and I was like, you fuckers. Like, I, 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 I would have loved to have seen this. This would have killed in theaters. Um, and I actually got to see it in theater last year. I, I still have yet to see it in theaters and shit, which is such a bummer. Um, but, uh, it is clear that Warner Brothers was wrong about this movie because this movie has endured the test of time and has become like one of the all time great traditions for the Halloween season where everyone loves trick or treat and like Sam has become an icon in himself of the Halloween season. He said that I actually screwed myself over because, um, I, when I was at Spirit, like looking at costumes with Zoe and Danny, uh, beginning of October, there was a Sam like beanie that I was like, oh, that's really cool. Um, and then like I was gonna buy it, but I was just like, oh, I'll come back. And then when we, we did, when we came back, it was sold out. I was like, motherfucker! 
Like I was like, I wanted that goddamn hat. No, nah, like yeah. Um, that that's why I I I, I try not to uh, um, hesitate on on buying yeah. shit. And it's like, which is why I buy shit in bulk because it's like I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna hesitate and then next time I come back it's gonna be gone. So let me just get it now to get it out the fucking way. Um, but uh, like yeah, I was just like, like re- recently, like I mean we talked about this we, sh- we shouldn't have but like I- i'll say it again anyway uh on the last episode when there was that twitter prompt where it was like what do you think is uh the 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 best horror film of the 21st century so far and like everybody was putting like you know their picks and stuff and uh like i saw a lot of jordan peele's uh like get out or us and or nope in there and like uh, quite a quite a few things but my choice was trick-or-treat because i felt like you know is is the film that just like like its own studio had no faith in it, but like it rose above that because it was just like you know it's a true horror film in every sense of the world, not just like you know, and how it portrays horror, but like how it portrays the Halloween season, which is like you know, uh, where the horror genre has become the most respected. I mean, like you know, we we all respect horror, but like like uh, horror movies really come alive and you know spooky season you know throughout the month yeah, of october that's the, that's the one thing that actually has bummed me out this year is this is the first time ever that i'm actually dreading halloween because i know it'll mean the end of this and like it's been really fun like it's like it's like i mean it was really fun last year too because like um and like it was fun the year actually the most fun was probably 2021 because i just took the month of october off because uh i quit Ari michael at the beginning of october um but um and just didn't work for the month of October. That was the most fun. Um, but um, it, like this, like especially, it's been like it's been really fun because like the thing is like it's like somebody had like said like um, for horror fans like it's always Halloween. We just go off hardest in October, which is true. But the thing that I actually think is more fun is that like um, the fact that like everybody is watching a horror. Like even our friends who are not horror like connoisseurs are right. watching a horror. So it's like it gives me ideas like, oh, I haven't seen that in a while or like whatever. It's just like it kind of it, it's it, and it's kind of very much like the most kind of like the vibes are just spread so far and wide. This is like a beautiful feeling that I know as soon as Halloween ends, it's just going to go right back to like being that kind of like insular like thing, which is still fine and cool and everything. But like it just this is the best time I think, and like this other thing, that's why I love trick or treat because it, it encapsulates that vibe. No, yeah, absolutely. Like you know, through, you know, and and it's a it's it's we also should note that Michael Doherty, uh, his, his birthday is Halloween, mm-hmm. so it's a, it's an incredibly celebratory thing for him. You know what I'm saying? Because he 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 he, he clearly loves Halloween. And he he loves everything and encapsulates, but also that you know it's his birthday, so you know it's is is double the celebration for him, and like he he truly captures the spirit of Halloween perfectly in this movie, and just like like everything like you know that that we hold dear for it, like you know just not not just like you know the 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 things that you you recognize for Halloween, you know going trick or treating and watching scary movies and telling scary stories and and candy and jack lanterns and stuff, but like, you know us, us horror nerds, you know what I'm saying, who just love like, you know vampires and werewolves and 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 zombies and and slashers and shit, and that's all in here, all of it, you know. One well, thing is funny. I remember like when I watched this um with the girl I was dating when I first moved here, um when they do. 
Um, I'm not even spoilers, but like whatever. Um, but when they do um, the sequence in the woods, um, and like they start playing uh, the Marilyn Manson version of Sweet Dreams, and all the girls start like stripping down, and she's like, "Of course you like this movie." And then like as soon as like they strip down even further. And her in the werewolf, she was like, of course you fucking like this movie. I was like, goddamn right. Like, I was just like, it's literally like, it's, as I said, like, throughout the movie, it's just like more and more kind of, they just, it literally, they just like, it was like everything that I like, they just like, basically just throw at me. It's like, it's like, it's almost the equivalent, it's like the film equivalent of going trick-or-treating. Like, it's like going to like different places and getting different candies and enjoying the candies. Like, it's just like, it's because like you get, as you said, like, there's like, the whole thing of like the zombies like when they do um the whole especially the thing I also think is interesting is it kind of also has a similar thing to um let's say like Guillermo del Toro's like um for instance like um Devil's Backbone or um uh Labyrinth uh, the, the Pan's Labyrinth um is um where the kind of the thing that you assume growing up watching horror movies where that kids are safe, uh, this movie just like <laughs> pretty immediately is like no one is safe. Like from the <laughs> beginning of it, it's like it's it basically you, you they kill off um, what seems like a main character. And then like immediately after that, you have Dylan Baker murdering Thurman Merman from Bad Santa. And it's like it just it's like, it's like so like as the movie goes on, it's like at no point do you feel as an audience member safe like with any of the characters. But, like, the most, I think, kind of fucked up is the whole thing where basically, like, um, the group of kids um, basically are going off with the bullied uh, autistic girl. Um, and ultimately, she ends up saving herself and leaving <laughs> them all to die, which is so fucked up. But it's also, like, such a kind of, like, cathartic thing as somebody who grew up, <laughs> like, getting shit on, mm -hmm. um, like, for the, like, for this kind of thing. So it's like I have mixed feelings because also it's the thing I've, I've addressed with you like before, where just like whenever there's like the Twitter prompt that goes along, where it's just like this person deserves what they got. I'm like to be murdered. <laughs> like it's just like I was just like I don't think that like fucking uh, Travis Van Winkle's character in Friday Thirteenth was enough of a dick that like the only punishment he could receive was getting fucking impaled on a fucking whatever like a fucking tow truck. Like yeah, Jesus yeah. Christ. Um, like that seems like a very extreme overreaction. Um, but like in this case, it's like because they, 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 I mean, they establish the rules, and if you follow the rules, and you're basically okay. But I do like, especially like when, like, as the movie goes on, because basically it's like it's not an anthology, but it is an anthology where it's like yeah. it's not like it's very specific stories, it's basically just like because it's like, like, let's say, like Creep Show, where it's like this story, beginning, middle, end. New story, beginning, middle, end. New story, beginning, middle, end. This one, it's like all of them kind of like begin and start within each other's stories and like everything is kind of like going in and out of each other. And I love that aspect of it. But also I love that like it, like it's all tied together by Sam when you, especially when you learn like Sam is cute and adorable. <laughs> when you take off uh, his little mask, he is an actual pumpkin creature, like sentient pumpkin man, um, that is protecting the spirit of Halloween. That's such a fucked up idea. 
Like they're like, I don't know how the fuck that even anyone occurred. Like to be like, yeah, no, that's totally a thing we should do in this movie. Like, but like they did, and it's fucking so cool. Like it's like it's just like the way like you see that guy when you see his face, it's shocking, but it's also cool in its own way. It's like it's almost like uh, one of the few examples where when you take off the mask, they're still interesting. <laughs> like most movies don't have that quality, but yeah. Sam does. <laughs> Now, yeah, I think there was a Twitter prompt recently where someone asked uh, which version of Sam they prefer. It was like with him in the mask and or him without the mask. And it was just like it just turned into a love affair of Sam on yeah. on the prompt. And, you know, and the original poster was like, I'm, I'm, I'm so happy to see that. Like, you know, the, all this love for Sam is like because Sam fucking rules. Yes. You know, Sam, Sam is just the best. You know what I'm saying? When he's in his little cutesy form and when he's in his just like just incredibly just hideous murderous form. I mean, he's murderous. Oh, like, <laughs> yeah, he's regular cutesy form as well. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you know what I'm saying? Just like, ask Brian Cox. <laughs> yeah, that is true. Or Leslie Gibb, you know what I'm saying? Yes. Because it's clear he's the one who murders her. Yes. But, uh, and, like, what I love about the point of the movie is that, uh, that this movie is essentially condemning anyone who doesn't take Halloween seriously. Yeah. Um, or it's just, like, uh, just a mere disrespect in, in any way, shape, or form to the holiday itself. Like, uh, Leslie Gibbs' crime is that she she hates Halloween. Like, Let's take down these decorations and blow out the jack-o'-lanterns. And she dies as a result, you know what I'm saying? Because you're disrespecting the Halloween. Her husband even tells her, like, you know, it's an ancient tradition. You can't do that. You're supposed to leave it lit. And she's like, no, fuck you. Let's, let's go upstairs. And I'm going to take down these decorations because my mom is coming tomorrow. And I don't want her seeing this. I don't want to see it either. This holiday sucks. I hate Halloween. And then right after that, she gets brutally murdered. <laughs> like, in front of children, too, and shit. And then Brian Cox, his crime was that he murdered the... the, the, the <laughs> I don't even think you're like the crime. Like I was like, he committed an actual crime. <laughs> like he actually did murder children. <laughs> I mean, granted, they came back as zombies, but like he did drive a busload of children off the fucking cliff into a quarry. So it's not like she was just a bitch. <laughs> he committed an actual crime. <laughs> <laughs> and the and the worst, the best case scenario for for him should be serving like twenty like back-to-back life sentences for the murder of several children yeah and like i like that i like that sam fucks with him in like yes. in his segment sam fucks with him and then decides to leave him alone but then like no 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 not so fast you're not getting off that easy like here are the children like like you fucking murdered you know saying i'll let them finish you off you motherfucker i think it's funny is like um like the the, the lines that kind of live in your head rent free was um and I like lost my mind when we were at Spirit the other day. They had like um the little vampire mask. And like as soon as I saw it, I was like, wrong way, wrong way, wrong way. <laughs> it was like I love that fucking kid and I love that fucking mask. No, nah, yeah. Um Yeah, like you you were talking about like the, the way this is an, an anthology, but like the way it's portrayed, it's like you know, because when you think of anthologies, obviously you think about like, you know, you know, story like beginning, middle, and like you said, and then you know, so on and so forth. Um, I, I like that this is basically like horror movie pulp fiction. Yeah. But like, even like you know, to to to, I mean, to a lesser degree than that, because there's actually like stories and segments. You know, what I'm saying with titles like you know when this new story starts, but like like all stories are intertwined with each other. This one is just that, like you know, 
you know, you could start over this story and then like you you encounter someone who was in like the previous story is going to be in the next story. So it's like this is all happening like around the same time and shit. You realize that the the prologue is actually like the ending. Yeah. Um when uh Leslie Gibb gets uh brutally murdered by Sam. Uh and, and I, I find that just like, you know, just like a fantastic way to to do an anthology where it's just like, like you know, this is all happening within around the same time frame. You know what I'm saying? Like within the night of Halloween, you know what I'm saying? So it's like Dylan Baker shows up in essentially like the first story and then ends up like he's he's the villain of the first story and ends up like as the, 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 the victim, victim of the world of story. story. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Uh, which is which is great, and then like you still see like uh, um, Leslie Gibb and uh, uh, I, I don't remember Timo Pinnikit. I was just gonna say Battlestar Galactica guy because that seems to be like you know the the, the thing, and it's like I, I don't I don't dislike Battlestar. I just never watched it. You know what I'm saying? I was like the only thing I'm aware of is that uh, um, uh, uh, Katie Sackhoff played Starbuck. And that uh, she 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 met up with uh, the original Starbucks and the yeah. Starbucks, and that that like that was like an iconic picture where Starbucks and Starbucks drinking Starbucks in the Starbucks. You know what I'm saying? Um, but that, that that's it. And Edward James almost was in it. Like I, I saw it like uh, playing on Sci-Fi all the time, uh, the Siffy Channel. Um, but I just never actually stood to, to to watch it. You know what I'm saying? I mean, I was more into the the original Battlestar Galactica anyway. See, I don't um, care about the original Battlestar Galactica. I just um, like when they first said they were doing Battlestar Galactica, I was just like, who gives a shit? And then like um, like the the um, miniseries came out, and I got it off Netflix, and I was like, this is amazing. Like I was just like, so like I was like, I was like, and then like I watched like the whole rest of it as it aired. And I loved it so much. And I was just like, I was so fucking bummed. Even though, like, the last season, I'm like, eh, on. But, like, as a whole, I just love it so much. So, so I was just like, I still think of all those characters as their Battlestar Galactica characters. Like, all those actors. I'm like, yeah, though, Katie Sackhoff is still Starbuck. Like, it's like, I mean, I'll see her. I'll know her real name. But she's fucking Starbuck. No, nah, no, nah, I feel you. I feel you. Um, yes. Uh, like, you know, you see them pop up in, like, certain segments. Um and it's it's just like it, I, I like that it's an anthology, but it's like it's almost like uh, like linear and non-linear at the same yeah. time. You know what I'm saying? So like I think that's like a, like a great way well, to do an anthology. It feels linear, but it's but it's but it isn't linear. That's the thing is like, yeah. it's like that's the whole thing is like um, like that's the thing is like as it goes on, as it kind of like you're seeing like kind of like at, it's like so as I'm saying like so you're like. Um, it seems like the beginning is the beginning, but the beginning is actually the end. So it's like technically from like the start, it's telling you it's nonlinear if you're yeah. if you're paying attention. It's just like as you, it is, you it's not it's, it's not as you put all the pieces together that you can kind of see that it's nonlinear. Like it's really yeah. not at all. It just feels linear. Nah, yeah, yeah. So this is like you know when uh, you know you, you you see them pop up and like you know all throughout the stories. You know what I'm saying. And uh, like you see, Dylan Baker, like like we said, he's he's basically the the the, the starting villain in the, the first story, and then that is the starting villain. He continues being a villain until he finally gets fucking murdered. <laughs> yeah, like, like it's weird. Like you know, saying he's like you know the like you said the delightful predator, and then he becomes like you know like uh like vampire phantom. Uh, like when he goes on to the night at the town and shit. With like, and I love the fact that like you know. Like immediately when you see him and he attacks his victim, it's like, oh, we got vampires in here, and then you realize it's him and he's not a fucking vampire. 
You know what I'm saying? He, he's a fake monster in the presence of real monsters. And I saw. Or you I, I could argue that he's a real monster in the presence of fake monsters. Like, he's like, because he's an actual, like, murderer that exists in yeah. society, whereas, like, werewolves do not. So it's like. Yeah, that is true. But I, I really like, I like how they did that a lot. Like, I think um, if, if, if uh, I had to pick a favorite segment, it probably, like, is just the last one. Because it's just Brian Cox versus Sam, you know what I'm saying? Uh, the the dad from Succession <laughs> versus the Sam. Would you never like, watch uh, that either? So you don't get to, you don't get to call him that. No, he is not like, he's not Logan Roy to you. He is just Brian Cox to you. You don't right, get to watch Succession before he can be Logan Roy to you. What you call it? Uh, I mean, uh, that that's probably where people most remember him. That's why I said it. I mean, I would have just called him Hannibal Lecter, but even I can't do that and shit because everybody remembers Anthony Hopkins as Hannibal Lecter, even though he's my preferred Hannibal Lecter. You could say he's Striker from X Men too. <laughs> that is true. Which I just fucking realized. That's why he's in here. Oh yeah, <laughs> I mean, like, the, him and Anna Packwood. I guarantee you. Yeah. Like, they, they, because um, this was um, written and directed by Michael Doherty. Um, who wrote X-Men 2, um, uh, co-wrote X-Men 2, and um, it was produced by Brian Singer, who uh, directed X-Men 2. Um, so it's like, I definitely think that he brought along like certain people who like enjoy working with him, which from many people's <laughs> stories, wasn't a lot of people. Um, but like, apparently two of them were Brian Cox and Anna Paquin. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? But like I I, I I I give it to that one because I, I think Brian Cox is a fantastic actor and him playing alongside Sam, you know what I'm saying? And then basically that that segment is all Sam. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And like I said, you know, Sam is the icon from this movie. So it's just like to see Sam just get his own like segment essentially is fun. But I really do like the werewolf one. Yeah, werewolf one's my favorite, but like I think one thing I I mean I love all of it. Like they're doing they're doing in I think like I will say the thing about the whole thing of it being kind of like an anthology, um, but like even because you mentioned Pulp Fiction, and Pulp Fiction is one of my favorite movies of all time. It's in definitely the top thirty. Yeah, um, it's one of my favorite movies ever. But having said that, um, I don't like um, the segment that stars Bruce Willis as much as the other segments. Um, and nothing against the movie, and nothing against that segment, and like I still love the movie. 100%. I'm just saying, like, I think that's the weakest. And, like, if I point to Creepshow, I can point to a segment that is, like, weaker. If I point to VHS, which I thoroughly enjoy, I can point to, like, the weaker segments. Like, whereas this is the only one I can think of where there is not a single bit of it that I think is any weaker. Like, there's there are parts that are stronger than others, I yeah. think, which is why they're, like, they're my favorites. But there's not a single part that I would say is weaker. There's, like, not a single, like, it's, like, it's at all... At the very least, extremely strong. There are just some things that are like that much stronger. Yeah. Um, uh, I don't know. I'm still stuck on you saying that the uh, the, the gold watch is your least favorite segment in uh, Pulp Fiction. Well, also, I figured out a couple of years ago, I think why that is, is that like, um, I feel like I'm not going to speak for everybody, but speaking for myself as an audience member. I am very invested in Jules and Vincent from the beginning. They show me Jules and Vincent at the beginning. I am invested in them very deeply. And then in that segment, the only contact you have with Vince or Jules is Vince getting brutally murdered by uh, Butch. 
uh, Bruce Willis's character. So I think that like there's part of my brain that always kind of like devalues that segment because of that. Because he's like, there's no Jules and Vincent except for to have Vincent get fucking killed. So it's like, I feel like part of my brain always kind of like puts that one down a peg. But as I said, I still think the movie is amazing. Like I think the like Pulp Fiction is 10 out of 10, five stars. It just like, if I'm pointing to a segment that I think is weaker than the others, that is the segment I would point to. All right. No, I guess I get it. I'm just, you know, because that's my favorite segment because it's just like, I love this, just like the the ascension of just like, uh, like, like, yeah, like it's just like it's Murphy's Law incarnate. Anything that can't go wrong will, and it just gets completely fucking worse for Butch. <laughs> and then, like you know, Marcellus. You know what I'm saying? Well, it gets it completely fucking worse for Marcellus. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <You know? laughs> also, um, maybe it's the fact that Roger Avery has admitted that uh, uh, when uh, the the part where Butch escapes. And he's about to leave, but he decides to go back for uh, Marcellus. And uh, he decides to, like, you know, which weapon is he going to choose to, like, you know, save Marcellus. And Roger Avery admitted that he was inspired by the, to, to, to write that scene from uh, the, the the scene from Phantasm 2, where uh, Reggie and the Mike go into the hardware store and start picking out weapons. Like, you know, like, which, which chainsaw am I going to pick? Am I going to pick this one? Oh, no, get this one, the bigger, like, you know, the shotguns and all that shit. And it's just like... You know, like Roger Avery can't help but being like a phantasm fanboy in his movies. You know what I'm saying? But uh, I, in regards to this, I to- totally agree with you that uh, there is no weak segment in here. There is no segment that was like, eh, I don't like this one as much. They're all incredibly solid. Um, There's not a segment in the movie that I am not thoroughly entertained. Yeah. Like every 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 segment works. Like you know, there's like ah, you know, I don't, I don't know about that. And it's like no, I, I'm I'm thoroughly into this movie from uh, the first minute to a uh, uh, minute hour and seventeen minutes because this movie is very short and uh, quickly paced. It's only eighty two minutes. It's it's an hour and seventeen minutes without credits, uh, centrally, um, and uh, the, I, I just yeah, it, it all fucking works. You know what I'm saying? But uh, if if I did have to pick a favorite, uh, it would be uh, uh, was his name Logan Roy? <laughs> no, I, oh no, no, sorry, I don't get to call him that. Uh, Striker versus Sam, uh, essentially, <laughs> you know, what I'm saying, but like, yeah, like you just said that, it just made me realize that's right. Fucking Brian Cox was a uh, striker in uh, uh, X Men Two, and then uh, I mean, I knew Anna Paquin, obviously, you know, Rogue. Um, you know what I'm saying? So it's just like that, that. That was just like you know an obvious thing, but I just completely forgot about the. I mean, maybe like I, I I knew of it like when I first saw it, but like as of now, you know what I'm saying because of you know the whole lush brain thing. Well, also uh, the thing is like Brian Cox is like he's a very 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 good actor. He's oh yeah. Really annoying in interviews. Uh, he says many things that annoy the shit out of me constantly. However, as an actor, he is fucking fantastic. So he's so he, like he's so. And he is so good that he completely disappears into a role like this, where it's like you just throw a fucking fake nose on him and some like long hair and some fake um, facial hair, and instantly you don't recognize him as being Brian Cox anymore. He is just that guy. Um, so it's like it's it speaks to how good he is as an act, as an actor that you don't even think about it because it's just like he just so 
embodies that role. But as I'm saying, it's even when you can recognize him, he's so good that, like, I mean, like, Lo- from Logan Roy to, like, fucking Stryker, like, whatever, it's like, he just always can fucking play a shit of it. But it, but even speaking to that, like, um, like, Dylan Baker, as I said, like, he does a really good job of um, being, he's never unlikable, even though, like, he's not good to his neighbors, He's not great to his child. He's literally fucking murdering people. But because of Dylan Baker's performance, he's always entertaining and you're always like engaged by him. So it's really fucking weird, but awesome. It's like he somehow, it's like, I don't even know how the fuck, like Michael Doherty works as a director, but like he somehow like managed to like key everyone in to like this very specific thing where even like the ones who are the most reprehensible characters. Like, cause not even like, let's even just like, like he's obviously probably the most reprehensible because he's an adult making these like horrible uh, actions. But like, even like the kids who are like, basically it's like um, essentially a younger version of uh, Rachel McAdams character in Mean Girls as yeah. like, the leader and like her kind of like idiot squad uh, team of uh, friends. All of them are likable, especially like even like the ones the ones that are like in on it like fully like um like the the one that's kind of like the like honeypot essentially where like the, her like good looking friend um like you know that he's a piece of shit because of what he's doing yeah. but he's still somehow likable like it's just like it's so weird that like everybody from like top to bottom even when they're awful are still like just the coolest fucking person on earth. Like, it's like, it's so fucking, I don't know how the fuck he pulled that off, but it's like somehow there's like this weird thing that like he somehow got into uh, that like where every actor in the movie feels like the coolest person like when they're on screen. Like, it's like there's never a moment where you're just like in any way not entertained by any of these people, at least for me. Um, and it's like, because even like the ones that like don't even get that much to do per se, because like, um, the um in the werewolf segment um the other werewolves like the um basically Anna Paquin's character's sister and her two best friends really don't have a lot to do like but like they're still really funny in addition to being like eye candy which is clearly what they were <laughs> there for um which like but they managed to make the most out of those roles but they really don't have a lot to do and it's like i think that's kind of like probably in some part, the biggest part of what Michael Doherty was able to do with this, which is why, um, even though they've been literally teasing, as I told you earlier, they've been teasing Trick or, Treat, Trick or Treat 2 for literally a decade as of the day we're recording this. Like, today was the, 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 the 10th anniversary of when they announced it. So, like, if it ever actually happens, I will genuinely be shocked. Um, but, like, even having said that, like, um, there was something he keyed into on this movie that I don't know if he can replicate. Cause like as much as I, I, I thoroughly enjoy Krampus. We're going to talk about Krampus. Mm-hmm. I thoroughly enjoy King of the Monsters. Um, but like, there's something in this movie that was very specific that he somehow managed to like tap in on that. I don't know that he could ever, I don't know that anyone could ever do anything like this again. It was, it's almost like it was like the, just the, even though it's apparently the studio didn't really feel like it. Um, it was like the perfect time, the perfect actors, the perfect scripts, like everything was fucking perfect. And it all came together perfectly, like in the yeah. most brilliant fucking package. 
Yeah, you know, and it, and it's surprising that uh, you know, because uh, obviously they had no faith in it, which they were wrong about. Because I'm 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 sure this has been one of their best sellers. Oh yeah, uh, on physical media since its release. You know, like you know, even got a uh, collector's edition from Scream Factory, um, uh, and then like you know, uh, Krampus was successful, um, uh, King of the Monsters was successful. So it's just like, why why is he still having trouble getting this made? Well, to be fair, King of the Monsters was like it was successful, but not as successful as they wanted it to be. Basically, yeah. that was the story of most of the MonsterVerse. Was it was just like until Godzilla versus Kong, which is really like, what they wanted anyway. Yes. But they were like, this made money. This is not making as much money as we wanted it to make. Yeah, I mean, that's that's that's, that's the life story of fucking uh, Warner Brothers. Well, it's just like, like, you know what I'm saying? It's like everything they do, hoping to get like their, their big, you know, billion dollar hit is like, yeah, this is, uh, it, it made us money, but we wanted it to make us more money. So, you know, whatever. You know what I'm saying? Moving on. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Obviously, like you know, they they got their success with Godzilla versus Kong, which is what I mean. Like they they try like I found it funny that you know they they tried to do like the whole Marvel shared universe thing, but with like with monsters, and like they're still going full steam ahead with that because um, you got. It's funny though, just because it's like you're saying that, but like when was there ever a time in Godzilla movies? Where Godzilla did not meet up with other fucking monsters. Like we did King Kong versus Godzilla long before I was alive. <laughs> like we yeah. did Godzilla versus King Kong or no, sorry, versus King Ghidra, um, Rodan and uh, Mothra long before I was alive. <laughs> like none of this is breaking new ground. It's just like with better effects than it ever had before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Um but it's just like I mean yeah, I can see that, you know what I'm saying? It's like, because uh, they, they have this thing where it's like, yeah, you made us a lot of money, but we wanted it to be more, so fuck you. You know what I'm saying? Like, uh, like they've always been like that. Um, so it's like, but I feel like the, 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 the continued uh, longevity of this movie should buy him some good grace to have gotten a sequel by now. You know what I'm saying? Like, they, like this is clearly remains in the, you know what I'm saying, in the minds and hearts of, like, horror fans around the world. You know what I'm saying? Who just love, like, this movie and just love Sam. You know what I'm saying? Uh, so it's like, I, I, you know, it's like, you know, I that mean, either. But the only thing is, I also feel like, um, I remember, and actually, I, I, especially now, after having seen it, agree with them. I remember when, um, Broken Lizard was being asked to do like Super Troopers, uh, like a sequel to Super Troopers, and they were like, we can only fuck that up. They were like, we don't want to do more because like we can only ruin this thing that people already really love. Um, and eventually they did more, and it was I thought, not great. Um, and clearly a lot of people felt that way, and it made no money, and now they it, it kind of ruined Super Troopers. And nobody talks about Super Troopers anymore. Um, and it's kind of my whole thing with this, where it's like, would I take a sequel to this? Hell yeah. Like, do I necessarily need a sequel to this? No. Because yeah. like, my whole thing with like this movie is um, another movie that because it was went on before like the best uh, horror movies of the 21st century. Um, like, um, I'm not saying the next one, I would say, because I would probably the next one probably like 28 days later. But um, 
in the conversation for me, very high on the list, would also be like Cabin in the Woods. Yeah. And Cabin in the Woods is a movie that I don't want more of. And even though they did, I remember like they asked like at like a Q and A where they were like, "Oh, you're gonna do a sequel?" And he's like, "Have you seen the end of my movie?" My movie, yeah. Um, <laughs> and it's like, but the thing is, like, I that's that's great. Like, don't try to do more of this. Just leave this thing alone and let it exist and let it be its thing. Because it's like there is there is an argument for um, like keeping a franchise like going. Like, there's like because it's like, but at the same time, because like yeah, like. Whenever a new Halloween comes out, any franchise, um, you have everybody posting their rankings and everything. And that's fun. Don't get me wrong. But it's like, um, there's a whole thing of like, you definitely, when you're doing that, you know, like there are ones you don't like as much as others. Yeah. And I feel like there's something to be said for like, let's say, for instance, I know you're feeling about the third one, but... Um, Let's say, for instance, that Poltergeist was the only one that ever happened. Like, I think that would have been... That's why kind of, I feel like, to some extent, the sequels have been kind of almost forgotten. Is because it stands so brilliantly on its own. Um, and I do think that also does happen. Where it's like, I feel like if, if you do sequels that um, don't necessarily live up to um, the original in the public's imagination, that, like, people will kind of, like, forget them over time... Um, it's kind of like Jaws, same situation. People remember the Jaws sequels, but only to be like, wow, these all pale in comparison to Jaws. Um, so it's like, um, I definitely think there's there's an argument to be made for that. But also, I feel like it, there's something to be said for doing this great thing and just leaving it alone. It's like, it's like, it's like speaking of like Halloween movies, like I keep people talking about um, how there should be a sequel to The Guest, uh, Adam Wingard's The Guest. And yeah. I was like, fuck off! Like, I was just like, Am I saying that if you made a sequel, I wouldn't be there? No, I'm not saying that. I would. But I would more than happily just have you leave this the fuck alone, have it stand forever on its own, have it be its own thing. And that's my, the way I feel about Trick or Treat. is like, if Michael Doherty has it in him to make something on this level again, I'm all in, definitely, I will be stoked. But, like, I would also be just as happy to have this be the only thing that exists in the trick-or-treat, like, pantheon. Like, where it's just, like... Because it's, it's, like, I literally... I didn't even know this um, until last year. Um, but, like, one of my coworkers, um, she had all kinds of Sam shit and stuff on her cubicle. Um, and so, like, I went to go see it in the theater, um, and she went. We went separately. Um, and I was talking about it, I was just, like... Is it me? I was like, I don't know if it was just like the the like the amount of times I've watched it on Blu-ray versus watching in the theater because I obviously I've never seen it in theater before. I was like, is it me or, or like, were the colors weird? And she was just like, oh, I don't know, I've never seen it before. I was like, what do you mean? And she's like, I've never seen it before. I saw it the other day in the movie theater. I was like, wait, what? Like you have all this Sam shit? You never seen the movie? She's like, I thought he was cool. Like and like I like I like I think it looked it looked like a cool poster and stuff. And I was like, oh, all right, I guess. That's cool. Like, but it's like that thing is like it's such a like special thing that like you don't even need to actually see the movie to be a fan of what Doherty did. So that's what I'm saying. Like, I don't necessarily know that you need to do more. Like, I wouldn't necessarily I wouldn't be mad if you gave me more, but like I feel like as it exists, it is not only like a perfect like encapsulation of Halloween, this is something that you will very rarely hear coming out of my mouth. 
it is basically a perfect film. Um, like, I don't believe in that concept. I think that's insane. But like, I've said that many times. But in this case, I am more than willing to make an exception because like, it is just so masterfully done. It is so masterfully executed and realized and just brought to me that like, I just, there's not enough that I can say about how much I love this movie and how much it means to me and how glad I am that it has kind of found an audience. Cause it's funny how I've kind of gone the opposite direction. Cause I was talking about the other day um, with Nightmare for Christmas. Like I saw Nightmare for Christmas in the theater when I was a kid and I really liked it. And then it got really annoyingly popular. Um, and because I was a punk, I was like a punk kid and in my brain, popular equals bad. I, I can't have it. I can't like it anymore. For a long time, I refused to have anything to do with Nightmare Before Christmas. And then, like, finally, after a while, I got over myself and started watching it again and enjoying it. Um, whereas now, I'm just, like, to see the reaction of just everyone, not just horror fans, just everyone, to Trick or Treat makes me really happy to see. Like, I just, like, I love to see that it's, like, this thing that means something to so many people. Like, that means something to me. Oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely, one hundred percent agree with you there. Um, yeah, I think you said everything that needs to be said for the both of us. I got nothing to add to that. <laughs> All right, fine. Then I'll go with the I'll go out the the outro. Um, so, if you obviously are listening to us, uh, you have found us on a podcast platform. If you decide to look for us on another podcast platform you will probably find us there as we are on all the major ones, probably all the minor ones as well. I have no idea, but I know that we're on like Audible, Amazon Music, Spotify, um, Apple Podcasts. Um, and um, we are officially on every social media that I can think of because there's um, the uh, regular, we like we started with like our Twitter slash X um, and the Instagram. But now it's like, I started a Facebook page Rob's working on the TikTok page. Like, basically, literally, wherever you can think of for social media, unless it is some weird thing that I have nothing to do with, you can find us there. Um, and I truly hope that, like, at the end of this season, there are these more people like our great friend Andy who, like, take inspiration from us to keep the horror fires burning throughout the year um but if not i'm still stoked to have felt all of the halloween love this year and try to put it back out there in this episode absolutely absolutely um yeah you know i'm saying just uh halloween season may be over but uh horror lives forever and we will continue to bring you all the you know exciting discussions on all the horror goodness that we could think of and uh you know i'm saying um Essentially, like, Halloween season may be over, but spooky season is forever. Mm -hmm.